Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. We are coming to you live from the Geico Outkick Studios. Welcome in Wednesday edition Outkick the Coverage Radio Program. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. We're also brought to you today by True Car. When it comes to selling or trading in your car, you need to make good choices. And with True Car, you've got a star on your roster. So when you're ready to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car, True Cash Offer, not available in all areas. Clay Travis's family down in Mexico for the remainder of the week. I am in Jason Martin along with eight-year NFL offensive line veteran Jeff Schwartz. He's at Jeff Schwartz. I'm at J Mart Zone, and Manny Machado is paid. <laughs> there is a lot of different things to talk about today. This is going to be a fun show. Animal Thunderdome. We haven't done it all week, so we're going to have a nice Animal Thunderdome segment or two coming up later on today as well. And uh, if you want to see Duke in North Carolina, uh, you need to have Super Bowl money to do that because of Zion Williamson tonight. That's an interesting story that's out there. But Manny Machado, 10 years, $300 million, second largest total value contract in Major League Baseball history. Giancarlo Stanton, 325, 13-year extension that came during the 2014-2015 offseason with the Marlins. So now we wait and we find out what this is going to mean for Bryce Harper, but now he has sort of a baseline. And so I'm sure he was happy to see this come down. Machado, 26 years old, 905 OPS last season, 297, 367, 538 was his slash line, as they call it. 37 homers, 107 RBIs, 14 stolen bases. With the Dodgers, no Danny here to talk about this. 
66 regular season games, 273, 13 homers, 42 RBIs. Here's what we know, Jeff. Manny Machado's a hell of a baseball player. We also know he's come out and said he's not necessarily a hustle guy. Not Johnny but, Hustle. Yeah, well, perhaps maybe he'll be a little bit more Johnny Hustle. Oh, no chance now. Oh, geez, yeah, now he's paid. Now, now he's now he's no, going to no get chance. even worse. Yes, no chance. Which who cares? Whatever. Yeah. So the uh, Padres go ahead and they make a swing. And one pe- one thing, Jeff, people may not recognize or not realize yet is that the Padres have the best farm system. Yes. In Major League Baseball, a lot of these guys are young, but they've got some pitching. They've got some very talented guys that are going to be coming up over the next few years, and that's kind of the key here. As you sign this guy for $10 million, or pardon me, 10 years, yeah, $10 million, that'd been a hell of a deal, but 10 years and $300 million, you assume that he's still going to be what he needs to be. I mean, he's not an old guy. He's extremely talented. Many people believe he's a better player than Bryce Harper. He's a four-time All-Star, two-time Gold Glove Award winner at third base. He could be the start of something. I don't think one guy on a baseball team is going to change your fortunes no. the way it does on a on an NBA team, to be frank. Uh, and Vegas agrees. 67 wins was the Padres' number before this deal, and it bumped to 69.5. Not a gigantic change, but if he's sitting there in a couple of years and he's still happy and he's playing hard... And then you get some of these guys out of this farm team, then all of a sudden you might have something in San Diego. So this is a move that might be much more for tomorrow than it is for today. Uh, where do you stand on this? Yeah, most of the prospects that will be ready to play for the Padres will be in, in 2020. And and you might maybe you see a couple guys trickle up this year. There's definitely a play just to kind of add a veteran, I think, to, to the young guys, right? I don't think you want a team with totally young guys. I mean, we see in the same division. I'm a Giants fan. I know them well. You know, they had a bunch of young guys come up, right? Buster Posey and Brandon Crawford and and uh, Joe Panic and and Pablo Sandoval, but they also added in you know an Aubrey Huff, a veteran, not to the same level as Manny Machado, obviously, but they they added in a Hunter Pence. They've added in sort of veterans to kind of be with the young guys, and this is what they're trying to do. I mean, even if you look at last year. They had the worst on-base percentage as a team in the majors at 297. Um, and uh, Machado also brings in a, you know elite defense. And yeah, this is a play for, for the upcoming years. It's a play to get fans in the seats, obviously, in San Diego, which is a tough sell. Uh, they moved the fences in a little bit at, at Petco Park, so it's easier to hit the ball, uh, tougher on, on lefties than righties. So I don't know if his numbers will go down a little bit. They might. Um, and he got a lot of money, obviously, which is uh, good for baseball. I know we talked yesterday about the so-called idea of collusion. And while I think... It's, there's still a lot of players that are unsigned with this deal and what Harper's going to get. Feel like that's not that's not so much there anymore. That that idea. Maybe it's like football. You wait till the deadline and you sign. Just like in football, you wait and look. I mean, football obviously you you open up free agency the certain day and you sign right away. But maybe this is a de facto deadline is training is spring training now for a lot of these deals. Instead of getting them done, you know, like when free agency opens, like NFL, you wait until. Now you wait until the season starts, and you you have to get a guy into into spring training. So um, look, I, I this division is very good. Obviously, you have the Dodgers who haven't really done very much this year. They got rid of of Puig, obviously, um, and then you have the Giants, which are going to suck. Um, uh, Bruce Bochy is going to retire after the season. They're going the analytics route, and look, I understand analytics in baseball. I, I don't, I don't, I, there's a role for them. 
there's a role for them in football as well. But we saw last year with the Dodgers, man, if you make every decision based off of a chart, you're not going to do well. And that's one thing that Bruce Bochy, the Giants manager, is is kind of done. He's, they've used analytics. They, they, they use them more than people think in San Francisco, but a lot of his managing is, is off his gut and what he knows about the matchups and, and whatnot. So he'll be out as they go to more analytics-based. The Padres now will be better, maybe not this year, but the following year, Arizona is still going to be in Colorado. Colorado came on strong last year. It's going to be a really good division. Too bad no one really watches baseball, and especially on the East Coast, no one's watching uh, the Padres You know, at 10-15 Eastern uh first pitch so um it's uh it, it's you know it's, being on the east coast it's tough to watch west coast sports I, I know that very well yeah there is there is an opening as you're talking about though in the division um we'll see if the dodgers have any moves that they're going to make to improve themselves a little bit but you mentioned Puy going out there padres make this move out. yeah of course uh, $474 million the Padres have spent in free agency the past two years. That's number one in the majors. In the previous 25 years, Dude, the Padres had only spent $309 million, It's like this is not a move the Padres had typically made in their in their kind of franchise. Maybe they see a window right now with the Dodgers, like you said, getting Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, the Diamondbacks, the, the Diamondbacks may have opened up the flume as well. With some of the moves that are out there for them, I mean, there are there is there are some spots to advance. I would say in the National League, the chances, according to Westgate, eighty to one became fifty to one for the Padres to win the World Series. I don't think they're going to win the World Series, but they're going to be more no. interesting just to kind of see how it plays. And there's another sports book that went seventy six and a half wins to seventy eight and a half with the chances to win the West going from thirty to one to 12 to 1. And then you saw the Chicago White Sox ownership come out. They were disappointed that Machado did not go with them. Uh Kenny Williams actually said he was flat out shocked about the fact that he went to the Padres. Well, we we the one thing that's not a secret is it's not too shabby to live in San Diego. No. It's one of the and, great places to live in this yeah, country. Oh, I if, if you had all the money in the world, you live in San Diego, I feel like. Um and uh, they you know, of course, we have uh, we have Darren Ravel, who I used to you know Darren Ravel and I used to have a little beef, but he works at Action yeah. now. I work at Action. We've we've made up. He's actually he's actually kind of fun in person when he's not like on social media. But you know he was the one yesterday that was the after taxes guy and and the inflation guy. You know if you count for inflation, A Rod still has the biggest contract in in America uh, in pro sports. I would say uh, you know obviously that contract was now what over ten years ago at least right with the Rangers. And yeah. uh, they said he's going to try to he's going to claim re- residency in Florida for I believe the signing bonus. But I'm not sure how much of a signing bonus they, they. No one talks about structure of major league baseball contracts. Do they? Get, I, I never was wondering. Do they get signing bonuses or they just it's guaranteed money? I guess it doesn't really matter. all guaranteed. No, I know that, but they don't, I don't know if they have signing bonuses though, like NFL does. Because NFL so has just, signing bonuses plus yeah. guaranteed money on can't have guaranteed money on top of that as well. Well, I mean, AB wants guaranteed money. He's come out and said that. We'll talk more about it. I would like guaranteed money, too. So if you're listening, bosses, you can give me guaranteed money. Yeah. All right. So yesterday (laughs) on The Herd, Colin Cowherd was addressing this kind of right after the deal was made. And I thought he made a fascinating point about the viability of this deal and why you make it, especially considering it's only going to potentially add a couple of wins to your win total. Here's what Colin had to say yesterday. He's not going to change the standings. He's going to change the stands. Yes, he'll put more people in the seats. 
And that's where you can validate this just strictly on commerce. And the Padres, by the way, have four of the top 30 minor league prospects in baseball. Eric Cosmer, they got some players. Will Myers. So it makes sense financially, although I would never in a million years sign anybody to a 10-year contract. I think it's insane. 10-year contract, Jeff. That, I guess, might be more of the sticking point. We've seen it work a couple of times, but generally speaking, you hope it pays off short-term because you have no idea what's going to be the case down the line. But if you're the Padres, you got to do what you have to do to get this done if you believe this guy is a is a game changer. And especially if you think that he's going to sell a bunch of tickets for you in a in a market and on a team that just hasn't had that yeah. much exposure through the years. I think it's a bet that I could see absolutely and I agree with what Colin is saying there. It's going to change the stands. It's not necessarily going to do all that much in terms of the win-loss total. One guy's not in baseball pretty much ever. Now you take right. that and you Unless add to some of these young guys maybe so. Yes, a pitcher could do so. Yes. But what do you think about the idea of a 10-year contract in general? Well, I mean, look, it's good for Manny Machado, obviously. I'm happy when any athlete gets paid. Look, I, I agree with Colin a little bit here that it's going to boost the fans, but, man, if you don't win, though, the fans are not showing up. I mean, they might show up for opening weekend. They might show up when the Dodgers are there. Um, you know, Giant, when Giants play in San Diego, it's like it's like AT&T. I guess it's Oracle Park now. Oracle Park South. I mean, there's a lot of Giants And when the Dodgers there. play, too. Uh, I would assume so when the Dodgers play yeah. down there too. But I don't, I mean, look, if, if you're, if you're, if you're in the mid- middle of the season and you're playing a July game and it's, you're, you're 45 and 60, I mean, I, who's going to show up to that? So it, it's to be a short term. Yeah. Short term. I think you'll see a lot of fans on opening day, um, in San Diego. Uh, Machado hits a couple home runs opening weekend. You'll see a little more the next week, but it comes down, I think, to winning and losing, especially in California. I mean, we know this is, is, I'm, I'm from California. Guys back in the studio from California. Uh, the regular season, a lot of sports teams don't show up and uh, fans don't show up unless it's a big game. And then the playoffs, the fans are, in, are involved. I mean, they're in, they're into the game. It's just kind of getting to the playoffs. So yeah, it will sell, see, it'll sell right away. But I also think, I think more important, at least for the Padres, is you're telling your young players that are in your system and you're telling your fans, you're telling your team, you're going for it. Yeah, we're next committed. Year, essentially, like, like we are, we are now in this. We got a franchise, quote unquote, franchise player. We have a difference maker on our team who can hit for power, uh, put the ball in play, elite defense. And now when you young players come up next year, or maybe they come up at the end of this year, we're, we're ready to go. We're going for a championship in 2020, uh, 2021, whenever everyone comes up. And then totally, Keith Law wrote about this in, in, uh, in his article, who I like on ESPN, uh, they have a, a young third baseman too that's now kind of blocked with mm-hmm. with this. So they could trade him for a couple, you know, a couple pieces too uh, in July. So they're moving in a direction of selling. We're going to now try to win, which is, as a lot of us know out west, uh, the Padres have never really been about that. And you mentioned the free agent, you know, spending, which doesn't always equate to, um, to success, but they really have not tried in this manner until now. So if you're a Padres fan, uh, you got to be pumped about this. If you're a baseball fan, unfortunately, he's on the West Coast. You probably won't see him play very much unless you actually seek out. You know the Padres games. Like I seek out Giants games at night uh, when they. Start. I got my favorite email, Jason, every single year. It's my MLB TV renewal email, hundred eighteen bucks. It's the best money I spend on any product all year. I watch as much Giants as I can, even just like three innings every night. I put it on. This year might be rough because we're going to be bad, but um, I'll watch. Like I'll watch. I'll watch a couple Padres games because I know Machado's playing, especially the you know the first couple of innings. 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think there's something to be said here for just the idea that, and I don't know. I mean, I live in a market where there has been a team, but it's never been one that didn't feel like it was trying in the NFL with the Tennessee Titans here in Nashville. The Predators have tried hard and continue to try hard, and it's paid off, and it's paid off at the turnstiles as well, just in terms of the number of people coming into the building here to watch Nashville's NHL team. You look at the Padres, and and if you're a Padres fan out there, how long have you been just sitting back watching your team be mediocre to bad year after year after year, and now basically what they're telling you is, hey, we're, we're really giving this a thing. Like We are committed to trying to win games. We're committed to, to doing something for all of you. I think that's good. What does this mean for Bryce Harper is the next question that's out there. How soon is he going to land? Is it going to be Philadelphia? We'll discuss that. We will also talk about, oh yes, Mr. Big Chest is back out here doing Mr. Big Chest things yesterday. We might have to discuss this mustache. That hasn't come up yet, but that needs to be part of this discussion, especially after the photo yesterday with Art Rooney. But before we can get to all that, great news, there's a quick way you could save money. Switch to GEICO. All it takes, 15 minutes to find out if you could save 15% or more on car insurance, and GEICO offers coverage for more than just car insurance. Got a motorcycle? Well, Geico's got you covered. Got an RV? Guess what? Covered. Got a boat? You guessed it. Covered. And there's so much more Geico could help with. Plus, don't forget the discounts. Go to geico.com today and see how much you could save. That's geico.com. Jeff and I are back in a moment. Outkick the coverage with us, Sim for Clay, here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installed near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their pirelli test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Geico Outkick Studios. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. True Car shows you what other people pay for the car you want so you can recognize a good price when you're ready to buy a new or used car. Visit True Car to enjoy more confident car buying experience. Jason Martin, Jeff Schwartz with you. And for Clay Travis, he's back on Monday. Man, I was sitting here watching this raging debate on our chat window between all of us with Jeff and Charlotte and me and Dub in Nashville and everything happening out in Los Angeles. I don't know whether to bring it on air because baseball arguments just aren't nearly as good. But these like this it's kind of just a one-on-one fight between Jeff and Justin Cooper that has gone from the fact that Jeff is a Giants fan and Justin Cooper is of course he is an Angels fan. Who is an Angel who is an who is from Los Angeles an Angels fan? Like I said, Danny Glover. What 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 what, what do you mean? Of course he is. What does what does that mean? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know what that just means somebody either. that's somebody that's known for Wendy's is just as good as Chick Fil A. <laughs> kind of strikes me as somebody that would is also that, be an Angels wow. fan. That's a good point, Jason. Fair fair and valid argument by Jason Martin there. How did you become an Angels? Most you 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 didn't grow up in a, down there, did you? No, I didn't. Right, so mo- most people are like, oh, the Angels fans don't say they're Angels fans, and then they grow up in, you know, in Anaheim or. In, well, Jeff, how yeah. are you a Giants fan? My dad's from, from the Bay Area. Really? When I was no, no, I made that up. Of course, yeah, he's from Santa Rosa. I didn't make. I didn't. I grew up a Niners and Giants fan. Well, I mean, that's all right. And, I, and the, Lakers, the Angels thing, the, the Angels thing, but it's turned into Mike Trout versus Barry Bonds, and Jeff and I had the exact same joke because Justin was like the best player in baseballs here, or, or Jeff said the best, best best baseball player no one's ever heard of, 
And then as you were typing Mike Halibut, I was taping Mark <laughs> Salmon. <laughs> I was going to do the Salmon route, but because Tim Salmon played there, I figured I know, that, I know. That it was, Yours was much was, better. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Halibut. Uh, look, Mike Trout is obviously a generational talent. I just, whenever you mention Barry Bonds, which I did, just gets people so riled up that I just thought, thought it'd be funny. It's just, it's hilarious. People get so angry about Barry Bonds, and I don't understand it because that era was, guys were cheating so hard. We all cheered for the home runs. We all loved it then. You know, guys, you know, no one cares when guys use amphetamines or whatever else, but Barry Bonds took steroids. Oh my God. He's the worst person ever. It's just, it's so, people get They're so all the worst ever. Everyone from that era is dead to me. So, so, so growing up as, so growing up as a, as a, as a young child, uh, you didn't you didn't cheer for any of those home runs. You didn't you didn't. No, he was teams. too busy doing uh, made to VHS movies about him talking to a horse. I did see. I did hear you guys talk about that once. It's incredible. No, I mean, I I did cheer for it, but I I didn't know. I didn't know what was going on, and then to to you know find out later that it's all a sham. I mean, the the single season home run record was like before that all started was like yeah, what? We, all, like, we all know the real home run king is Hank Aaron. It, it, exactly. It held for a you know fan. thirty Braves years fan. or something like that, and then all of a sudden it just gets shattered Wait. by the same guys like year after year. It's just. Uh, you'd be, there'd be there'd be two people broke it, um, and uh, and uh, well, so I think Sosa might have got yes. three people: Sosa, yeah. Sosa McGuire, Barry Bonds, um, and they did it so, all the time. It was so. Well, look, Bonds only hit over fifty home runs in one season, and that was that was seventy three season. Otherwise, Barry Bonds was unbelievable he was not, when he, he was, was in not, Pittsburgh. Here is the thing about Barry Bonds: I, people don't understand this is the steroids did not, made him more of a home run hitter. They made him rounder. Was, he was a Hall of Famer before that. He was a Hall of Famer during the steroid era. He was the best player of a generation, even on steroids. He's facing steroid pitchers. That's the what great, makes it so much worse and makes me hate him even more, is that great, he had the credentials and a to terrible get there. postseason player, by the way. In until he, until he in took the roids in 2002. 2002, he hit, he hit like 500. Because he was on roids, that's why. He still wasn't enough to beat the Angels in the World Series. He's the perfect though. pro the wrestling heel. The worst, the worst heel in pro wrestling is the one that's the best fault. wrestler that still cheats just because he can. And I think that's the argument Justin Cooper's making. Is like, yeah. dude didn't even need to cheat because he was all world chose to go that an route ego, anyway it was an ego thing he wanted to he wanted to it was an ego thing he wanted to be uh he wanted to be the best but i just think it's it's so hypocritical of these baseball writers that cheered for the steroid era that wrote about the steroid era to now when it becomes time to vote in the hall of fame they're all they're all uppity about about the guys using steroids my my thing has always been this guys it's, it's been this for hall of fame voting a if you want to make a separate wing for guys that have used sure go ahead but the idea that you, we can pick and choose which players of that generation used and did not use to me is always seems to be a tricky task because, you know, when guys like like Bartolo Colon and D. Gordon and Andy Pettit test positive for using steroids, then how can you say that X player never used steroids because they didn't show up on the Mitchell report? The Mitchell report covered like seven teams. Okay, it didn't cover everybody and. We and I know I know players who use steroids in baseball, like for two off seasons. Whatever the reason was, they used it for a couple of years. Um, we don't know who used and who did not use. So to say that X player is clean and therefore I voted for him, I think is a ludicrous proposal. I, I, I don't under so that's that's why my one thing about the steroid era. Look, I understand Barry Bonds used. I understand why it would bother people. Um, I, I I actually I mean I don't know why, but whatever. I think sports are for entertainment, and it was very entertaining to watch those those guys hit a lot of home runs. So I baseball juiced the balls last year. 
so they can hit more home runs and we can watch more guys uh, try, try on the bases and have and, and draw you know draw viewers to the screen. So I, I just I've never never had a problem with it. I don't care. To Jeff's point, there's sh- maybe there should be a wing of about uh, saying these guys use steroids because some of these guys that got in like Bagwell, I mean they're suspicious of. Him probably taking steroids, and then some of these other guys. Just Mike got, Piazza, you know yeah. like, what was worse? Yeah. What was well, what was worse? Steroids or getting the privilege of being a Colorado Rocky as an offensive player and being like I don't know Todd Helton or Dante Bichette when you just it leaves your bat and it's yeah. out. Like the home Manny run Castilla. statistics that came out of Colorado. Yeah, Manny Castilla. That's another Manny example. Castilla, like yeah. just yeah, I I honestly don't even care about the asterisk. I say put them in. I, I, and that's I just think, where I've come to over, through the years. I've gotten less and less yeah. upset about all of it, and I truly do believe Barry Bonds is one of the very, very, like maybe three to five best baseball players of all time. Roger can't, Clemens we, also, also deserves to be in the Hall. Can't you have can't you have a, a, a separate standard though if you're a voter for like a Hall of, for a guy you suspect to use? So like a guy like Jeff Kent, for example, is a good is, is a example I use because he's the most home runs I believe for second baseman ever. Like over like he's got a ton of home runs, but you know, we kind of assume he used like oh, most of the time. So just don't put him in. Barry Bonds had so yeah. I just I yeah. I just when we talk about that, it always it always frustrates me. Now that you know voting's over with, obviously for this year, Bonds got more votes. Clemens got more votes. But the idea now that everyone is clean, I mean, I, I guess, I don't know. It doesn't bother me, though. If guys yeah, using, I don't think if, that's true, though. Yeah. If Machado's using, who cares? He hits a, he hits a bunch of jacks. Who cares? I'm know, bothered much more. I'm, uh, I'm bothered much more by the idea that maybe Kurt Schilling's not in because you don't agree with him more than I am somebody taking steroids. Yeah, I, because I continue stupid, to believe yeah. that Kurt yeah. Schilling, I don't care where you fall on the political spectrum. That should have absolutely zero to do yeah, there's with some whether or not you're a Hall of Fame baseball right player. Oh yeah, I, I'm in agreement with that. And so, um, you know, this, and this is where this conversation of baseball always ends up on steroids. It's still, it's wild that this is still a big conversation. It did. It, how long did it take? We came back from the break, and within like ten seconds, well, we and actually arguing, within three, we within three <laughs> comments in the chat window, it went straight to steroids. Because we, because I was just trying to get, I was just trying, to, I was just joking with Coop about Mike. I do think that baseball does have. An image problem with Mike Trout, and I don't know what you know. Coop, you're an Angels fan. I don't. I don't know what they can do to get the word out about how good Mike Trout is. I mean, we have a generational player who plays on you know in, in a, on a franchise that's basically the second in the city, um, and no one knows about the best player in baseball. Well, it's unfortunate. I don't think there's anything that they can do for the reasons that you just said. They're always going to be second in. The Los Angeles area, Southern California. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a West Coast team. So, like you were t- saying earlier, the the East Coast they're not going to stay up that late to you know 10 p.m. start time to watch Mike Trout, and his personality doesn't help either because he doesn't want that. Yeah, and yeah. that's true. And look, if he wants to just go play baseball and look at at his numbers like across all these various categories, you can make the argument he's the best to ever do it, uh, depending on how things end up. But it is a shame. Yeah. That so many people have never watched him, have no idea how good he is, and all that. But look, some people are wired differently. Then there's Mr. Big Chest, who's out here and wants to be seen continuously, <laughs> no matter Jest. what it is that he's doing. Before before we get to Antonio Brown, we want to talk about Bryce Harper. But before we talk about Bryce Harper, let's head out to Los Angeles now. Let's talk to Eddie Garcia and find out what happened last night in sports. Eddie, go ahead. 
Thank you. And uh, online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Of course, we lead off with baseball news with the San Diego Padres agree on a 10-year, $300 million deal with third baseman Manny Machado. It's the biggest free agent contract in American sports history. Machado's 26 years old. He's a four-time All-Star and a two-time Gold Glove winner. NFL news, Pittsburgh Steelers owner Art Rooney II and Antonio Brown met on Tuesday with the team reportedly agreeing to work on trading the star wide receiver. Brown then tweeted out that he and the team have, quote, agreed that it's time to move on. And, quote, college basketball number four, Kentucky beats Missouri on the road 66-58. Fifth-ranked Tennessee was a 58-46 winner over Vanderbilt. Battle of ranked teams number 24, Maryland, slips by number 22, Iowa, on the road 66-65. And in the upset of the night, it was Baylor over 19th-ranked Iowa State on the road 73-69. Wins in the top 25 for number 15, Purdue, number 16, Florida State, and number 25, Buffalo. In the NHL, the Blues beat the Maple Leafs 3-2 in overtime. St. Louis has now won a franchise record 11 games in a row. In the NHL, coming up tonight, the Calgary Flames will host the New York Islanders at 9.30 Eastern. It's our Discover Card key matchup. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitation supply. We'll be back to outkick the coverage in 10 seconds, but first, a word from farmers. From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Now back to Jason Martin and Jeff Schwartz in the Geico Outkick the Coverage Studios. Thanks, Teddy. Coming to you live from the Geico Outkick Studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Jeff Schwartz at Jeff Schwartz. I'm Jason Martin at Zone. The crew with us. 877-996-6369. That's 877-99 on Fox. If you want to join us, W. Arbrough will be our gatekeeper today to see whether or not you can uh, get in on the line. Uh, Joe, probably not. Just going to go ahead and tell you now. You can call Joe. in. Remember, uh, where is it? Joe and, Joe, and, Joe and Bakersfield is a long time. Oh, yeah. We've had, we've, we've, had him on, we've had him on when we, uh, when we were on one time. Yeah. Well, he... He is a great P1 style listener. He really is. He's also someone that's not going to get on the air, but he calls up and he will sit on hold for two hours and 30 minutes. He will just sit there and hope that people are going to go to him. I'm going to try to save him the trouble today because I am magnanimous like that. And yeah, hey, this is a Joe in a Bakersfield. Like, no one knows what I'm doing right now because they've never heard <laughs> him before. I kind of want to hear this guy now. All right, Joe, if you call in, we'll put you on. I, I know. I just want to hear him again. I, could use well, yeah, I me too. You, I think I told like. you it would be a great gimmick for this radio show is to put him on every day as a correspondent and just let's see what's on Joe's mind. And his take is always just kind of unbelievable. Like, he would call up right now. It's like, Joe, what's on your mind, buddy? Because you're always nice to him because, I mean, he's a, he's a caller yeah. or whatever. You say, all right, so what you got for us? And he's just like, yeah, um, Barry Bonds, uh, he, he hit a good amount of home runs in his major league career. He's a He was a decent ball player at Barry Bonds. Thank you, Joe. I'm going to go ahead and put you on hold, my friend. We'll get to you. Like, that's, that's the on. level of take that we got. Tell me I'm wrong, guys. To all the people that talked to Joe, tell me what I just did is like. I've never heard him, so I want to, I want to hear how he sounds. Oh, no, you've I, even got have, the voice down. I have the pleasure of speaking to Joe every single day, and let me tell you what, he has some great takes. 
Some on he, he calls take, every so. day. Every day, I talk to him every morning. He's usually the first person that calls. I'm I'm a little surprised he hasn't called already. Yeah, that's I'm stunned actually. That he's not there. I'm not but trying to shame you, Joe. Every single day. Wow. Usually around five oh six Central Time, I'll get the call from Joe before before Clay or, or me or you before anyone on this show has actually said anything. Like he hears the first athlete's name, and then that's all he needs. Like he heard me say Machado, and he's like, "Yeah, uh, Manny Machado." Um, he played for the uh, Orioles, and then he uh, was a Dodger, I believe, last season as well. And uh, uh, he got on base a, a, a decent amount, and uh, he plays the infield. And you know, uh, infields are, are covered with dirt, and there are people wow. that are in those seats. <laughs> and those seats are, last I checked, those seats are, are they're made out of polyurethane. And, 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 and I wonder if that polyurethane <laughs> might actually be... Uh, uh, harder for someone like Machado to field. Excuse me, Joe, and they just put you on hold. Like it's just, it's it's been that way for so uh, long. I put him on once with Clay, and Clay's like, "We're never putting him on again." Oh, I think Clay is totally, totally out to lunch on this because the Outkick audience is a different breed. We're gonna do Animal Thunderdome. We could do stories about the Outkick audience from time to time, but Joe and the OC is like seeing an ostrich in the wild. Like you see him and you just know it's like that dude's got something, but you you can't you can't unleash that on the world. But Joe in Bakersfield has not called yet today, and I'm hoping he's okay. I'm hoping he's not sick. I'm hoping oh, no, that he's not that we haven't hurt his feelings. I might have with these impressions that I felt the need to do this morning. But Joe, I want to hear your take on Manny Machado. I want to hear your take on Mister Big Chest. Oh, Mister Big, I want to hear from you today. So before we get to break, since we're getting closer in on on our on our last break of the hour, Jeff, what does this mean for Bryce Harper? How happy is Bryce Harper to see that deal come down the pike yesterday? Well, he's going to get probably anywhere between you know three thirty now and probably three fifty, uh, which is interesting because that's kind of what I think he was going to get a couple years ago. We kind of thought, right? Maybe even four hundred, but you know, three fifty obviously is. A monster contract for him. It seems like the Phillies are kind of in line. I know the Giants had explored doing that. I hope they, I hope they don't go that route. Uh, we'll we'll find out. Obviously, if they end up doing that, um, you know, just like, like I said, I really hope they don't. Um, but he's gonna make a lot of money, um, and you know, it's good for baseball. I think to get your superstars paid, uh, get the the pub out for them. And um, I am I'm totally fine with like I said, guys getting all their money. But I think Philly's gonna be. The team yeah. that ends up paying him all that money. Yeah, I think so as well. He's not going to get out of my Braves division. We've already had to deal with him in Washington. Now we're just going to deal with him in Philadelphia. And look, I, I there was time there was time maybe a year ago or a week ago rather where it felt like maybe the money wasn't out there that some people thought was out there. That became the narrative. Well, the money was out there. It just took a little bit more time to actually get to that point. Uh, so we'll find out. I don't know whether or not this means Bryce Harper's going to sign today or sign tomorrow, but you would think probably within the next handful of days this is probably done. There's not. Yeah, it's kind training. of the last domino. Are, everyone's at spring training, I think, now, right? I think yeah. all, yep. most, teams, most teams are there um, a couple last couple of days. But spring training, man, I don't know if you, ever, if you guys have ever been there. Like it, it's so chill. It's like it's wild how it's fun, man. The NFL is like so hardcore and whatnot, yeah. and then baseball, like dude, just like leave after five innings. 
Um, they, so the veterans don't have to show up. They play golf every afternoon. I'm a little jealous. I'm a little jealous. Dub is taking a phone call right now, and he just put up the thumbs. When we come back, Joe in Bakersfield <laughs> joins the program. <laughs> Greatest tease in the history of this radio show. Outkicks back in a moment here on a Wednesday on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Welcome back to the Geico Outkick studios. Message from Welch's Grape Juice as well. The Concord Grape is the perfect grape. It needs no added sugar, no added flavor. It's also the perfect size and consistency for being smashed, crushed, ground up, and pulverized into delicious antioxidants. Rich juice, the world's toughest antioxidants. Welch's, tough as grapes. Clay's back on Monday. I'm Jason Martin. Jeff Schwartz with me. The crew having fun today on a Wednesday. So somebody tweeted and called me a name, said I was being mean. Here's the thing. We are very thankful for callers like Joe in Bakersfield. We are thankful for people that have listened to the show from the very beginning. We wouldn't have a show if it wasn't for listeners out there. But sometimes taking you behind the scenes and maybe even letting Joe know, look, this might be why you're not on as often as maybe you would like to be. But this dude has been as dedicated as any listener we've ever had. So... We bring him into the discussion now. We've been talking about Manny Machado, but we might just let him co-host the remainder of the day with us here. As we bring up Joe in Bakersfield, he's on line one. Joe, it is good to talk to you. How are you doing? Okay. How you guys been doing? You, you're in Jeff. Maybe you're in Creole. Uh, you guys were doing the radio show in Bakersfield or something. Fantastic. So, what do you? I think you called me Clay, and I'll 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 allow that. I guess. So, tell no, me, no, to, no, Jason Martin. There you go. That's that is me. So, Joe, how do you feel about Manny Machado? Oh well, pretty good uh, track record. Whether you're talking about him, uh, I think they may be able to give uh, San Diego. I mean, the Giants are good uh, run for their money this season. Because the only thing Giants had going when they had Barry Bond, and he was on steroids, and now he's not there. So I don't know how they're going to win anything. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, I was told, and you know, you know what? I'm just going to ask you random sports questions right now. How do you think okay. Kyler Murray is going to do in the NFL? No, I hope he does pretty good. They keep talking about his height, five nine. Well. They do have some guys that kind of short, don't pan out very well in the past. But uh, when they playing uh, Georgia in the championship, uh, he kept coming back and making touchdowns. Uh, so I think they'll do pretty good. I mean, they can't win the game because the defense give away too many uh, points. Uh what do you think about the AAF, Joe? Have you gotten to watch some of the minor league football so far? Yeah, I've watched the San Antonio League. said they had 32,000 people there, so it uh, looks like it might be a promise of 32,000. That's pretty good. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Do you think Kevin Durant's going to go to New York and be a Nick, or do you think he's going to stay in Golden State? Where do you think he's going to end up? Anyway, he's silly going to the Knicks. They can't win nothing. I don't know why he wants to go there just to take a leader around or away. Tiger Woods didn't win at Riviera 12th time in a row. Do you think he's going to win the Masters? Hey, I don't know if you knew this, Joe. I don't know if you're a big Game of Thrones watcher, but maybe one of the biggest Sundays in a long time, April the 14th. It's Palm Sunday. 
It's Sunday at Augusta, and it's the final season premiere of Game of Thrones. But not not to ask you about Game of Thrones yet. Maybe we can do that here in a second. Tiger Woods, how do you feel about his year? Do you think he's going to get another major this year? I don't have a feel for it. Yeah, I know he won won he won already this year, but I only seems like since he got divorced, he can't um, hardly do anything right. Well, I don't know if he's not practicing or what. What grinds your what grinds your gears, Joe? What's going on in sports right now that just has you fired up? Because New England won the Super Bowl. Just not a Patriots fan. No. What do you think about that? What do you think about that no call in the uh, Saints Rams game? Oh, uh, it happened so quick. You know, I I didn't I couldn't really tell it was a foul or not. It, I, 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 I can't really say on that one. Uh, Did you say you couldn't tell if it was a foul or not? I think it was it was a flagrant too, Joe. I think it was, well, I don't think it was that bad of a. Who are your wait? Just, we got we got about a minute left, Joe. Who are your sports teams? Who are the teams you root for? The Raiders and uh, the Rams uh, and the Raiders uh, now, and the Rams. Yeah, now now, now I'm going to root for San Diego since they sound like they got a better promising team. They said they're going to be up this year and next year. So, <laughs> Joe, you're the best, man. Enjoy you your day. We appreciate you being with us. Call us anytime. You okay, will. I'll, You'll I'll, talk to Dom tomorrow morning. Hey, hey, why don't you come back to the show? I, I, I'm here from time to time. I appreciate your oh. sentiment, though, Joe. We really, Like I said, we don't have a show without you, man. Enjoy your day. Okay, buddy. Be careful. All right, buddy. Have I will definitely day. be careful on the radio. It is raining outside. I will be careful on the radio. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe in Bakersfield. Heaven forbid it doesn't, doesn't snow in Nashville today. That's one hour right there. We've got about, oh, eight seconds left in this hour. I just kind of want to sit here and let this marinate. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the life of WR Bro. It used to be my life. We'll be right back. Outkick. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hour number two Wednesday, Outkick the Coverage Radio program, coming to you live from the Geico Outkick Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. We're also brought to you by TrueCar. When it comes to selling or trading in your car, you need to make good choices. And with TrueCar, you've got a star on your roster. So when you're ready to sell or trade in your car, check out TrueCar. True cash offer, not available in all areas. Jeff Schwartz is down in Charlotte, North Carolina. He's at Jeff Schwartz on Twitter. I'm at J Mart Zone. I'm Jason Martin. Clay Travis is back on Monday. He is down in Mexico with his family, the crew out in Los Angeles. And Dub is here with me in Nashville. Joe in Bakersfield joined us at the end of the first hour. One question for you, Dub. Joe, his phone was not as good as I remembered it being. Like it was, it was all. It was even harder to hear him than usual. Usually, I can make out most of what he's saying. Is that is that tradition now? Is that pretty much what you get from his phone, or was he was it off today? Yeah, he must have. Uh, he must have a downgraded phone since the last time you two uh, spoke to each other. Yeah, that, that's about. That's pretty much typical for uh, okay. our daily conversation. Yeah, now. it used to be pretty clear, um, and then you could really hear his takes there. Like one person said, the only problem with my impression that tweeted me at Jay Marzone a little while ago and said the only problem with my impression was you could understand what I was saying. 
So there you I go. How, I love how people are upset about the way you talked about Joe. Yeah, he still called in afterwards and wanted to talk to us. So calm down, folks. It must not be yeah, that people big of a deal. Yeah, people have a sense of humor. I also said I'm sure he's a really good guy and we don't have a show without listeners like him. So back off. Just just slow down. Antonio Brown, tweets yesterday. Had a great meeting with Mr. Rooney today. We discussed a lot of things and we cleared the air on several issues. We both agreed that it's time to move on, but I'll always have appreciation and gratitude towards the Rooney family and Steelers organization. Hashtag call God. Hashtag booming. Um, these, this tweet looks like a little bit more professional than some of the ones that he sent, but I'm not going to lie to you, Jeff. For the first maybe five seconds after I saw this yesterday, I thought, is that really what happened or did he just tweet this out? Because that's where we are with Mr. Big Chest at this point is, I don't know whether or not I can trust anything that's coming out of his mouth. Maybe this photo or that conversation wasn't that way. It seems like it was. But Antonio Brown, at this point, could you put past him just saying, we both agreed that it's time to move on? Then you ask Art Rooney, he says, he said he was going to be in camp. Like, that's where we are with Antonio Brown. Well, Schefter tweeted out that Drew Rosenhaus showed up later, and so did Kevin Colbert, their general manager, and then so did, uh, I believe, the, the director of player personnel, and they decided that, yeah, it, it's, it's time to move on. The problem with, with this, there's, there's a couple problems, Jason, is one is, yeah, great, you, you want to trade him, but who's going to offer now supreme value for him? You know, right. everyone knows the Steelers have to move him. Right, because of of what just happened, whether it's Antonio Brown talking, whether that's tweeting after this meeting, like we know, we now know that he has got to be moved for this to work out. And I've said all along that I don't think they're going to move him. The Steelers are an old school franchise. Okay, they've had what three coaches in like forty years. Uh, they're very professional. They don't give in to players. They have a set structure with the way they do their contracts, with the way they load their money in the contracts, with the way. Uh, when they extend their players, when they don't. They obviously dug in last year with Le'Veon Bell, which I thought from a business side, and look, I am very pro-player, but the internet is supremely pro-player, and I'll just say the Steelers, they, they I would say, won the holdout if you want to have winners or losers. Now, they, they lost some depth at the end of the season when James Conner got hurt, um, but they played it like they wanted to, and they got a lot of value out of Conner, didn't have to pay Le'Veon Bell at all. So that's the way they go about this, and... And just and so so number one, the value for Antonio Brown might not be there. And then it goes to my second point. Number two is that they don't have to move him; he's under contract. And if you don't get the 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 the, the trade that you expect to get or you want to get or the value you think you deserve for Antonio Brown, they might not move him. So it's all it's all good that you guys you talked it out and you decide it's best to move on. But that does not mean the Steelers are going to move on from you. We know that that definitely organizations do not um, do not um, hold themselves accountable to statements like that. We know that, that players believe too often in in ownership and what they're selling, and I get why that is. But um, there's no guarantee they're going to move them at all. They could have told them they thought about moving them, and they're going to hear some offers. But what if New England Patriots are the best offer? They have they have like. They have like seven picks in the top 100. They have plenty of, of ammo to go get Antonio Brown if they wanted to. But, of course, they don't want to trade him to New England. But what, what if you get the no. best option from New England? Are you going to say no? And Antonio Brown's going to say no? So I just think that um, – I still think it's a long shot that he gets traded for. If we're trading for wide receivers and people are know that the Giants are in the market for a wide receiver uh, to I mean, to trade a wide receiver, to move Odell, yeah, I would I go get Odell before I get Antonio Brown. So it's all it's all posturing right now by Antonio Brown. Um, I I do kind of work. He's he's kind of seemed unhinged on social media. Uh, right? Yes, I think social media can do a lot of good for 
for athletes, but it does. It just it puts a lot of us in a bad light, man. If we we, we overuse it or we don't really, we kind of come off as incoherent. And just and I know that, that and I know for I mean, Peter King wrote about this. There are teams that have been turned off that might have won Antonio Brown because of the way he's been, you know, on social media, which is not it's not always the greatest look, I think, to take everything on social media. But teams really do. I, I've had teams. Uh, tell me that they they don't like you know that I tweet so much and I ask them well do you want me to stop and they always say no so I'm like well why do you tell me to that you don't like the way I tweet uh, if you want me to keep going um, and then I've had people in the NFL you know in in situations uh, on high up level teams call me since I've been retired about my tweets and stuff so uh, they 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 see it all they care about it. Yeah, well, I mean, he, the unhinged word is kind of right. Like, he just seems like a loose cannon all of a sudden. Like, he's gone rogue, and if you're another franchise, do you want to bring that in at somebody that's about to turn 31 that's been in the league for nine years? Yes, definitely one of the top five wide receivers in the league uh, based on what we've seen him do if he's still that guy. But he's also going to be a diva. He's going to be a problem. And the other thing for Antonio Brown is Antonio Brown – is going to go where the Steelers want him to go, where the Steelers get the best deal. You mentioned New England, but it could also be a horrible football team. How's that going to play out if you're Antonio Brown? How long is it going to take before you throw somebody under the bus or say something stupid on social media and tank that franchise, one that doesn't necessarily have a Rooney in the ownership booth? There's, there's a lot of different things to look at here, but Antonio Brown just... It's weird to me. I heard Mina Kimes say this yesterday. I, I like Mina a lot, and she, she yeah. was kind of joking about this. And she said, basically, uh, this is like the roommate that is so dirty that you let him break the lease and just deal with it because he's become <laughs> that toxic. I thought that was a really good analogy to kind of lay this out. It just it doesn't make – it doesn't seem to make sense because he's tanking his own trade value. He's trying to make it so that he cannot stay there. I'm not sure so he that they do not want doing, him. I don't either. I don't, think he, I, I don't think he realizes that this is taking his trade value. Now, look, because it's the NFL, look, we often say this type of stuff like, oh, guy's taking his trade value, guy's not worth it. And then someone, of course, like, you know, like Le'Veon Bell, for example, his, his, his maybe former teammate soon. Like, I don't think, I wouldn't pay Le'Veon Bell. If I was running a franchise, I wouldn't do it. As much as I can tweet about, I don't think he'll get paid. I don't think he'll get what he, what he thinks. Someone will give him his money. Just like in the end, someone might say, hey, screw it. Here's a first. This one a first this year, a first and third this year, and a second next year. Whatever they want to do, however they, what he gets, um, and someone will be desperate to trade for him. So it, it can still happen because there's obviously 31 other teams that might be interested in him. Um, but I I I wouldn't trade for him. I just put it like and, and really. Do you think he's worth a second round pick now? That's what I heard. Kind of that seemed to be in the range. Like nobody, it seemed like most teams wouldn't give up a first for him at this point. Especially with some of the extracurriculars yeah. that have gone on, so do you? If you're a team, a second round pick is that worth it to you? I think it depends on where you're at as an organization. If you're like mm-hmm. the proverbial one piece away um, from you know really contending, like you're, you really think like, what if you're like? Um, well, obviously, the Patriots. If they had a second round pick to give up for him, if you're the Niners, just think about a team that has a number I mean, one receiver I mean, that should be a number two. I mean, if you're the Niners, for example, yeah, and, right, and you give up a second to bring Antonio Brown in there, plus the, the the draft picks you've added on defense, plus a healthy Jimmy G, that's somewhere I could see using a second round pick. Like if you're the Jets, I feel like you're just not you're not there. Like giving up a second round pick for Antonio Brown doesn't help you long term. 
because um, he is aging, and while well, he still put, he still is very productive, right? He's averaging fifteen hundred yards and I think eleven right. touchdowns a year since two thousand thirteen. Still productive, but unless you're about to win now, uh, I would, I just wouldn't pull the trigger on a guy like that. Um, because what happens? And you mentioned this: what if he goes to a bad team? And things are going badly. All of a sudden, he starts, you know, gets on Twitter again and starts going off. And and that's the deal is it's not really that the teams um, maybe not don't like the guy per se, but they they worry about you know things going poorly and then you know him acting up again, right? And, and it showed this year that you know Alex Marvez had this stat that right? that's really interesting. You know, he's not been on a losing team yet. Right in his, in his career. So what happens if he goes somewhere and and it's it's a bad situation and all of a sudden he starts running his mouth again? I think that, I think that's what teams worry about more than anything else. Is that's is that scenario happening? I'm trying to think of other landing spots that that kind of would make sense. I don't know what the money situation is. I don't have that in front of me to see who could actually make the arrangements and who didn't. But I'm looking at a team like I don't know maybe a Seattle or guess, somebody I, like I that. I see Seattle Seattle doing that. I mean I don't know if. God, you what about Russell Carolina Wilson? down your neck of the woods? Um, I thought about a Carolina. team that hasn't had a great dominant wide receiver, with the exception of Steve Smith and Masin Muhammad, pretty much in the history of their franchise. The Panthers' offense—I think you know. I mean, obviously, Cam's shoulders a concern. Um, I could see them doing that. I think that would. They're not. I don't know if they're a wide receiver away, but I think you add Antonio Brown and McCaffrey. Greg Olson's probably going to be done soon. You have a young tight end there. You have McCaffrey. Yeah, Samuel there as well. Yeah, I, I could. I could see that working. Working there. Give a second round pick for him. I'd be. Yeah, I'd be, I mean, uh, I'd be down for that. Yeah, I mean, I, he look. He's still a great football player, but you know what you're taking on with him. And I. This is what's weird, and I've told you this before, Jeff. I didn't know this was Antonio Brown. I don't know that this was Antonio Brown the whole time, or all of a sudden, just over the past few years, he's just kind of, I, I don't know exactly what to call it, but I had no idea that this was who we were going to get out of Antonio Brown for a long time. I just saw that dude playing football and being really good at it, yeah. and now all of a sudden, he seems much more concerned with being Antonio Brown and people seeing Antonio Brown than just going out there and doing his job. That I mean, again, we've talked about how the wide receivers and DBs are out there on a stage one-on-one yeah. in the ultimate pride, in the ultimate ego contest in the NFL, so generally they're the ones that talk the most. But Antonio Brown, unless I'm mistaken, that wasn't really his game for yeah. a long time, and now he might be the biggest diva we've seen at the position since, what, T.O., maybe? Yeah, I, I do think that uh, you know, often you, you see the, the real true colors of people in times of adversity, right, and... This was a year of adversity, and it's it's kind of relative, right? I mean, year of adversity for him, they're, they're just not as good as they sometimes are, right? I mean, it's not like it's a, a crazy adversity he's dealt with, but you get a little bit of, of, of adversity in in your career or on your team, and this is how he responds, right? You know, he kind of acts like he wants to get out. Well, he wants to get out, obviously. You know, he fights with Big Ben at practice, and look, we don't know all the details of, about that. Then doesn't show up for the biggest game of the year. So, um, you know, again, if that's what happens in a in a relatively stable kind of year, right? I mean, they still we're, we're at five hundred. They almost made the playoffs. Um, what to your point? What happens if he goes to the Jets and Sam Darnold has a rough second year and they go five and eleven? He would bury him, Jeff. You know what would so happen? That, so, like so at this that, point, so you would almost a, expect him to go on social media and just go after a second year so quarterback. That's I think, I think that again is the concern with all this. If you're a team, you have to take this all into account. Is Yeah, Antonio Brown is still a fantastic football player. 
He is a home run hitter at the at the wide receiver position, a position that is not. If you're building an offense, not that valuable. I mean, you wouldn't draft it very high if you're building an offense. Um, but still, he's a home run hitter. He can help a young quarterback. He can do a lot on the field. But to all our points, the last 15 minutes is what happens if things don't go well? Is he going to revert back to being this guy? You know, we talk a lot about Odell. Look, Odell. I don't care about hitting a a, a, a fan. I don't care about hitting a kicking tease. Is it? Pretty ridiculous, sure, but it doesn't really. It's just his own personal thing. He's not on Twitter blasting people. I know he did an interview with 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 Little Wayne that was um, whatever. I don't think it was that big of a deal. He kind of talked poorly about a coach that had just left. Um, but Antonio Brown is like actively liking tweets about you know negative things about Big Ben, going as way to blast Big Ben and whatnot. I just, I just, yeah. Yeah, that's why I, I, you know, that's why that's why I mentioned Seattle because you're not going to get away with saying that about Russell Wilson. The last people that said stuff about Russell Wilson got moved <laughs> off that team. They also were aging too. I mean, look, yes. if, if, you, if the decision is made between Russell Wilson, your franchise quarterback, and uh, you know some defensive players, you take the franchise quarterback. I'm sorry, our, defensive players. Our phone number is eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. That's eight seven seven nine nine on fox we do need to get to a break but let's take a phone call real quick let's go to david he's here in our state in tennessee wants to chime in on outkick david what say you uh yes hello yeah we're here yeah welcome in um got a question do you think um tennessee would be a good fit i'm a big titan fan that's a team that kind of has a number two as a number one no no disrespect to right davis but because he's, he's a, I just we need somebody that can stretch the field. Do you think Brable, having being that Patriot background, would make a good fit for Antonio Brown? I think there's probably a lot of Titans fans. We appreciate the call, David. That would probably say, "Yeah, let's bring Antonio Brown in." But I don't know that Corey Davis isn't a number one because we haven't seen him with a quarterback consistently enough and an offensive coordinator that's actually tried to utilize his skills. There's times when Corey Davis has looked like a number one against the Eagles, for example. Where he went off and, and caught that yeah. touchdown in overtime and won. Like I think there's I, I don't know. I don't think that the Titans are one wide receiver away either. And I think that's where you have to be to go after Antonio Brown. Like if you're the Miami Dolphins, don't go after Antonio Brown. Right. If you're a team that still needs a lot of different things, there's no reason to go for him because you're just bringing a malcontent into a locker room when he's not going. He might win you a game. He might be somebody that's good enough to do something that you couldn't do before, but he's not going to win you a Super Bowl. And what you're taking on in the baggage of Antonio Brown, that's the question. When we come back off this break, we'll continue and we'll let Jeff get his thoughts in on, on the Titans as well. But Odell, uh, Bleacher Report's Chris Sims, commenting about what the Giants were trying to do in the offseason last year until Bill Belichick wanted him, and then that changed it. What does that say about the Giants? What does that say about Odell Beckham Jr.? We will continue down the line of Wide receivers that might be elsewhere up next as OutKick rolls along on a Wednesday here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of OutKick the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. 
Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so... There's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday... You can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back inside the Geico Outkick Studios. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. True Car shows you what other people pay for the car you want so you can recognize a good price. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Hope your Wednesday is a good experience for you so far. Jeff Schwartz is with me. I'm Jason Martin. Clay Travis is back on Monday. I'm at J Martzone. He's at Jeff Schwartz. Talking a little bit about Antonio Brown and where he could potentially land. I was trying to think of a couple of other teams. One that came to mind, Jeff, was Green Bay because you've got another kind of high, well, the highest end quarterback there 
So you're not all of a sudden going from a Roethlisberger who can sling it to a guy that's still trying to learn his way in the league at the quarterback spot. And then they've already got Devontae Adams. If you had Devontae Adams and Antonio Brown together, that seems like it would be really kind of amazing. And look, if you bring in Matt LaFleur, I don't know how that's going to play out. I saw him here in Tennessee. I thought that was a bad hire as soon as it was made because I just don't think he's ready for it yet. But who knows? I just kind of I'm trying to think of other teams. Maybe Philadelphia. They've been kind of active in the market over the past right. few years. But you got it. It has to be the right team, even though it's probably going to be like the Raiders. You're telling me that you think that Antonio Brown would would fit well with uh, with Aaron Rodgers after after uh, disagreeing with with Big Ben all the time. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Be- I don't think. I, I'm just saying that it's the same kind of deal. I'm saying that that's that's a situation he'd be familiar with. It's not like Aaron Rodgers is going to take his crap. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is ornery, just like Roethlisberger is ornery. Right, right. No, Both of them are hard Packers, to get along with. People have had mentioned that uh, the Packers as well. I mean, I think the Raiders are. It, it would make They're no sense. It would make no sense if the Raiders trade away Amari Cooper to then to then pay Antonio Brown. The greatness of the Raiders. Oh. <laughs> Who's that? I also keep hearing my Denver Broncos. There have been oh. several people that have mentioned them as well. I don't think we're one player away. Well, Joe Flacco can do the uh, yeah. He's be great the pass interference throw with Antonio Brown. Yes. All right. We got a couple of calls. It's eight seven seven nine nine six six three. I'm just moving straight on eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. That's eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. Let's go to Robert in Washington. First up, Washington. What's up, Robert? What's up? Hey guys. Hey, how's it going? Good man. Hey, I just. I just wanted to touch on something. Um, I noticed. I remember Jamar saying something about how Antonio Brown, you know, just recent, up until recently was a, uh, you know, he's just another football player out there making plays. And then you kind of compared him to uh, T.O. And I know they have the same agent, Drew Rosenhaus. And I get the gist that like Drew Rosenhaus kind of has these diva players on, on his quote unquote roster, but. How much of an influence do you think Drew Rosenhaus is in Antonio Brown's ears saying, hey, you got to do this, you got to do that, and then Antonio kind of taking it to a whole new level? I think it's an interesting. I think it's interesting. I don't know the answer to that. I haven't ever had an agent before, Jeff. You know, you, you know more about that I, I, I world than Drew I do. Rosen, I don't think Drew Rosenhaus I don't think he has much him, to do with it. it. Yeah, I don't think Drew Rosenhaus is telling him to be wild on social media. I actually think he's probably telling him the opposite. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying because Drew Rosenhaus is sort of an out there, sort of celebrity figure that even had his big, own tabloid deal, right? Big celebrities. I mean, big, yes. uh, me, big NFL players. That's why. But at the same time, he also want to make he wants to make the best deal for his client. I can't imagine his client like nuking his own trade value is something that Drew Rosenhaus is particularly invested Correct. in. Correct. Correct. Kyle in Vegas joins us next year on Outkick the Coverage. Kyle, what's up? Hey, so I got a quick question. Sure. I know the Bears was looking into um, Kareem Hunt at one point. What do you think about Antonio Brown in Chicago? I had thought about that. I don't know because, again, Trubisky's not a guy I necessarily want to hand Antonio Brown to either because it, Trubisky seems like the perfect guy for Antonio Brown to throw under the bus in week two. That's the problem. I just don't. I don't. I still don't know what I, what I feel about Mitch Trubisky. He made some I, plays, but I don't know. I think in that offense, he'd be he'd be fantastic. Oh, well, sure. I, I mean, he'd be are, great in most offenses. So the Bears are interesting. I think that that could be could be an option for for Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace to go explore. I think a lot of teams are going to call Steelers and explore yeah. whether or not or what's going to take to get him to get him there. 
JJ in Indiana is next here this morning on a Wednesday. JJ, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. How are you guys doing this morning? Good, man. Fantastic. Hey, Jeff. J-E-F-F over here in Indiana. G-E-O-F over, <laughs> over, over there. Hey, what's up? What's up? I love it, man. Hey, uh, you know Indianapolis can do well with uh, Antonio Brown. We've got the cap. Yeah, he, yeah. He's definitely the uh, yin to the yang when you talk about T.Y. Hilton. Uh, what would help us also if we got Antonio Brown and one Jadavian Clowney, and uh, that would be all we need to make ourselves uh, formidable in the playoffs, so to speak. Appreciate it, J.J. I was, right. I was trying to make a case in my head for the Colts. Because, I mean, I think T.Y. Hilton is, is the number one guy, but I also think that you could move him and have those guys on the outside together. I don't know the, I don't know the personality of Frank Reich in terms of how that would necessarily play. The Colts aren't really a team that has that kind of a guy on it, and their quarterback is the very opposite of that guy. I don't know whether or not that's perfect uh, with the mix that – Andrew Luck just goes out there and does his business and is affable, and no one really has any problem with him except he doesn't really say anything. And then you've got Antonio Brown that's on the other side. I mean, in terms of a combination, that's lethal if you could make that work, right? I mean, Hilton, Brown, and Luck sounds on paper like a fantastic mix. It does on paper. Chris Ballard, to me, um, does not seem like a general manager who's going to put a lot of resources into a wide receiver or running back. So I do think that if he was on that team, wow. I mean, it, it would yeah. take their offense to a whole other level, especially with luck, you know, getting better, you know, improving from his shoulder, the offensive line playing really well last year. But again, Ballard to me, if you were, if you were to choose how to spend his resources this offseason, it would be again to bolster the defense a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, continue to build up a pass rush and then get, you know, clowny if that was really the option they wanted to go. So I think Antonio Brown would be kind of a secondary move they'd make if he was kind of still around. I don't think they would, they're would. they going to go hard after him. Mitchell in Ohio. We'll just keep on rolling through the phones here. Mitchell, what's up, man? Hey, what's up? Hey, I just wanted to say, uh, anybody who believes Chick-fil-A is a good restaurant for the idiot, that sucks. And uh, Wendy's is better. But uh, I'd love to see uh, Brown go to the Cowboys. I think that's a Simmons. I think they'd win the Super Bowl with Brown. All right, Mitchell. Thanks, 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 buddy. Cut this guy off. Um, Lead with your sports take, not your awful restaurant take. The Cowboys are going to no Super Bowls with Dak Prescott at quarterback. See, I agree with that. Like, I, I, I still don't think Dak Prescott's that good. I'm not saying he's terrible. I think he's an average quarterback. I think that's about it. I want to see. Dak Prescott in a different offense. They're going to have the same boring offense with Kellen Moore as the OC. I don't like it. Status, status quo. Right. So, I don't know where Antonio Brown's going to end up. It's got to be the right situation. There's an article that was put out. NFL executives have listed nine teams. The Niners, the Packers, the Rams, which is intriguing. The Eagles, the Raiders, the Broncos, the Seahawks, and the Chiefs were mentioned. Oh. Which no. doesn't really make all that much sense. This is the final year of Tyree Kill's rookie deal. Sammy Watkins wasn't anything particularly special last it, year, but do you really need Antonio Brown on that team? Antonio I Brown would could say play no. Can he play corner? If he <laughs> plays corner, then yeah, sure. <laughs> Sign him up. Yeah, agreed. Can Eddie Garcia play corner? If so, maybe if, he can play for can, the Kansas City Chiefs as well. Too. He can play for our team. Let's head out to Los Angeles, find out. 
What happened last night in sports, Eddie? What's up? Well, we start with news from Major League Baseball where one half of the two big free agents available have signed. The San Diego Padres agree on a 10-year, $300 million deal with third baseman Manny Machado. It's the biggest free agent contract in American sports history. Machado's 26. He's a four-time All-Star and a two-time Gold Glove winner. Now we'll see where Bryce Harper ends up. NFL News, Pittsburgh Steelers owner Art Rooney II and Antonio Brown met on Tuesday with the team reportedly agreeing to work on trading the star wide receiver. Brown tweeted out that he and the team have, quote, agreed that it is time to move on, end quote. Some college basketball, number four, Kentucky, a winner at Missouri, 66-58. to It was number five, Tennessee, beating Vanderbilt, 58-46. to Battle of ranked teams on number 24, Maryland, knockoff number 21, Iowa, on the road, 66-65. And Baylor upsets number 19, Iowa State, on the road, 73-269. Wins in the top 25 for number 15, Purdue, number 16, Florida State, and number 25, Buffalo. In the NHL, the Blues beat the Maple Leafs 3-2 in overtime. St. Louis now with a franchise record 11-game winning streak. This report brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. We'll be back to outkick the coverage in 10 seconds, but first, a word from farmers. From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Now back to Jason Martin and Jeff Schwartz in the Geico Outkick the Coverage Studios. Coming to you live from those Geico Outkick Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Jeff Schwartz, Jason Martin with you this week on Outkick the Coverage. Tomorrow and Friday I'll be joined by Jonas Knox as Jeff and his wife are well, you're headed to Vegas to do a little bit of business, Today. and then you get to go on vacation, so that's going to be fun. Yeah, it's the first uh, time, I guess, vacation we've had away from our kids since August, so I'm looking forward to it. So one reason I mentioned the Panthers in this uh, Antonio Brown talk was because if you look at that division, you got Mike Evans in Tampa Bay, you've got Julio Jones in Atlanta, and you've got Michael Thomas in New Orleans, and then you got Carolina <laughs> And I just say Carolina because they just don't have that wide receiver. I Like I said, I don't know if it's a fit, but it seems a place where that team is lagging in some respects. And of course, like I said, you're down there. I don't know where he's going to end up or whether or not the Steelers are able to move him or not if they get the deal that they want. I, I figure it's almost at this point where they almost have to, but they don't because he's got three years on the deal and there's yeah. a lot of dead money involved. It's like 21-plus million dollars in dead money now they're going to recapture it the year after so possibly not let's go to dan in st louis i think he's got a take for us as well dan what's up hey what's up what's up jason how you doing i'm doing good man let me say this i would love to see i would love to see antonio brown um go to kansas city let me tell you especially if they do not get a a good running back to stretch the field Kansas City will be unstoppable. And I'd like to ask Jeff this question. Jeff, I heard a rumor that uh, Patrick Mahomes asked you, would you like to be the offensive, um, offensive line uh, coach? Is that true? First of all, I, so this one I, don't, I, I know you're being funny, but first of all, <laughs> I don't. the Chiefs offensive line coach is really good. I don't understand. Chiefs fans, for some reason, do not like him. Like This is a general sentiment on social media. And I do not understand it. Like He has developed guys that were not good on other teams and made them good on his team. I don't like I just don't it's like it's like a source of it with me because maybe because I like the guy a lot, but this is like a common theme on social media. Chiefs offensive line coach is not very good. 
And I just don't understand why that is. There's no, there's actually proof of quite the opposite being true. I see. I see. Let me ask you this question: Is your the hiring of um, the defensive uh, package uh, of coaches that Kansas City got? Are you impressed or not impressed? Yes, I think they did a great job of hiring of hiring coaches. They hired the. Um, the linebacker coach from, from Kentucky, I thought was a huge hire for them. Uh, I like Spags. Uh, look, they have work to do with D4. They're going to franchise tag him probably, uh, get uh-huh. Chris Jones under contract. Uh, they just need to go out and attack, um, you know, getting some, some corners and safeties. Um, cause I don't think you can rely on Eric Berry anymore. Um, uh-huh. they have to kind of have to rebuild the secondary. Let me ask you one more question there. Uh, out there, who would you, but if you was Andy Reid, uh, or, or, the defensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. What safety out there would you go after that that's available? I would draft. I would draft players. Okay, you would draft. I would. I would try to do it for the long run. Yeah, we've seen like but, here's the thing we've seen with, with free agency. Look, appreciate it, Obviously, free agency is 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 great um, for the players, but dude, not not often does you know free agency really pan out for winning Super Bowls. I mean, you really, you really, you're best to just draft young players and develop them rather than try to just make an entire team out of free agents. And we saw that happen. I think the last team to really, you know, was the Broncos in 2015. There was a team made, you know, they had some obviously draft picks that were already there, but to bring in Demarcus Ware and and bring in Talib, Talib was via was he via trade? No, he was drafted to, Den- to Denver, wasn't he? Who am I thinking of that they brought no. it? They, no, he wasn't. Who, did, he was a did, patriot, right? He was a patriot. Did they bring him in through via trade, or they bring him in for in? Uh, I think it was a via trade, but nonetheless, it, it it doesn't. You need to draft your young players and bring them in. Don't worry. You know, obviously, free can be added to booster, like like my brother, you know, bolstering a position like offensive line, but. You still have quarterbacks to have a, really and, the only place, right? And, and the rest like, of I mean, the offense, quarterback, yeah. you, you go get Kirk Cousins, maybe you got a chance if you believe in Kirk Cousins. So if there's would, a quarterback that's out there, Peyton yeah. Manning, for example, something like that. Uh, so I would just try to draft draft players right now and then supplement those uh, with fridge. And so I, I, I don't really, no one comes to mind that they really need to have. That's kind of an intriguing Kansas City sports radio that broke out well, in the middle of the national show. Line coach. I mean, I don't, I don't get it, man. He's developed all these players. They have a, a right guard who was from Canada who did, who didn't even know like how to speak football when he got to Kansas City, and he's now a, a, one of the better right guards. They have you know left tackle Eric Fisher who was considered a bust for his first couple of seasons. Cam Irving was a bust in Cleveland as a first round draft, but you know comes to Kansas City. And solidifies offensive line. Like I just, it makes it makes no sense to me. Odell Beckham Jr. Well, the Patriots wanted him, and then the Giants decided not to move him last offseason, according to Chris Sims. We will discuss that on the other side of this break. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Welcome back to the Geico Outkick Studios. A message from Welch's Grape Juice. There are over 400 crushed, decimated, and pulverized grapes crammed into each bottle of Welch's Grape Juice, which pretty much leaves no room for anything else. No added sugars, no added flavors, and definitely no mercy. The world's toughest antioxidants, Welch's Tough as Grapes. Jeff Schwartz down in Charlotte. I'm here in Nashville. I'm Jason Martin. Clay Travis, he's down in Mexico. He'll be back on Monday. I'm in for him the rest of the week with Jonas Knox. Jeff finishing up today with me as he has the past two days we've talked pretty much antonio brown 
this entire hour. Haven't even gotten to Odell Beckham Jr. We will here in just a second. Let's take one more call here. Let's go to Benton in Charlotte, a Panthers season ticket holder with thoughts on Antonio Brown. Benton, what's up? Hey, um, I'm uh, just recently moved from Charlotte to Nashville, but I'm still a season ticket holder um, in Carolina. Our new owner's a pretty big liberal, so I wouldn't put it past him to sign Colin Kaepernick. Um, I definitely didn't want Antonio Brown in there because then Steve Smith started fucking up the camp, divided the locker room, and then Steve Smith got shipped off, so I don't think that's a good fit. But if we sign Colin Kaepernick, I won't give away my season tickets. I will burn them. All right. Thank you, Benton. Appreciate that. Okay. All right, let's so just, Odell let's... Beckham Jr., <laughs> just move right along. Chris Sims of Bleacher Report says, hey, the, Bryant, the, the Giants were definitely trying to move Odell last offseason. And then the most aggressive team in those talks was Belichick and the Patriots. And as soon as that happened, the Giants were like, okay, we're not going to trade him. What exactly does that mean? Does that mean <laughs> well, that I mean? It's, it, how does it, what does that mean if you're the Giants, or how does that make you feel about the Giants? Well, it, it means that if 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 uh, the Patriots want him, it's probably a football player. You should probably keep him, right? But didn't <laughs> like, you already know that? Like, did did you need yeah. Bill Belichick to say, "I want that guy"? Wait a second, he might be good. We might want to keep him. Um, yeah, I, I don't know exactly why you would think he's not good, but I do think, though, that when Belichick comes calling for somebody, you really want to listen to that somebody, <laughs> it feels like. And especially yeah, but the Patriots team. have done this, though. Like, you want to talk about Antonio Brown ending up, there, ending up there or Odell or anything else. They've had no problem taking on guys, especially at the wide receiver spot, that have had troubles, whether it's Josh Gordon or Ch- Chad Johnson or even Randy Moss. I mean, they've brought in guys to see whether or not they can help them win. With Moss, it was a huge success. Almost won him a Super Bowl. Chad Johnson right. didn't really work out. Josh Gordon helped him out, but you know, ended up not being able to stay on the field. So this isn't like totally out of character for them. And I don't necessarily put Odell in that same class or anything like that in terms of being particularly troubled. But if you're that talented, Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. is that talented. So it doesn't surprise me at all that the Patriots would would be a team reaching out to try and get him. Right, except this would be probably more of an investment that the Patriots made in any of those cases. Um, And so that might be something where, you know, do they want to make that investment? But I do think, well, I I know that, I mean, they could, Antonio Brown, that team, wow. Um, or Odell, I mean, Odell on that team, any of those guys. Odell, I mean, you put Odell with his work ethic and, his play uh, with Tom Brady and the way Tom Brady's work ethic is, and, and on that team, and you know Gronk. Then you got Edelman in a true slot role. I mean, it, on it top would, of that as ooh, well, it'd be hard. To, it'd be hard to uh, to play the Patriots. So, um, I definitely think the Giants are open to trade offers. I've said this for a while, and I, I do believe this um, that wide receivers and running backs are not always worth the money. But I will make an assumption with Odell, maybe because I play with him. But but I've I've watched him play now for many years, and in 2016, for example, he won the Giants two games by himself. He took two short passes, one against the Cowboys, they won 10 to seven, and one against the Ravens, they run like 26 25, where he caught a short pass and took the ball to the house, and they won the game on those plays. Like he is, you actually have tangible. Um, proof that a wide receiver won you football games. I mean, he's that special of a talent. And so that's why I think it's so important 
for the Giants to keep him on their roster, especially if they're going to get themselves a new quarterback. If you're going to get a Dwayne Haskins, let's say, or let's say you you trade for Nick Foles or whatever whatever you do at quarterback, you trade for Josh Rosen is probably a better example than Nick Foles. I think you would want Odell to be there. And you want the young quarterback to have a weapon like Odell to throw to. Sterling Shepard has not quite been what everyone thought. Evan Ingram probably took a little bit of a step back this year. Um, so it's very important for Odell, in my opinion, to really stay as as a um, as a giant. Do you think he's going to? Um, probably, I didn't know that would stump I, you, I, but I, no, 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 not stump me. I'm just thinking. I mean, I, I just I don't want you know. I don't want old takes exposed to gather this audio one day. Um, I I think he stays a giant. I don't know if someone's going to come with such an offer that will impress him. But I will tell you, if you're going to get a, a package of of a first rounder plus some high, you know, some second round picks, I, you might look at it, but. He's great in the locker room. I think you'd really have issues in the locker room if you trade Odell. As far as people okay. being upset about it. All right. That's fair. We talked about Manny Machado in the first hour. We will reset that uh, as we open up hour three. $300 million, 10-year, the richest free agent contract in history of North American professional sports. We'll uh, replay what Colin Cowherd had to say yesterday on his program as well about why this makes sense, if it makes sense to you. But it's a lot of money, and it's a lot of years. Also, NBA ratings. How much of this has to do with LeBron James playing on the West Coast and no one watching these East Coast windows, or just the idea that there is a lack of parity, despite what Adam Silver tried to claim this past weekend during his State of the League address? We'll talk about that, the NBA second half. Will the Lakers even make the playoffs? And Duke and North Carolina playing tonight. Those ticket prices, if you have not heard, are outrageous because of Zion Williamson. How big? We will tell you that. We will discuss whether or not it's actually worth it to go to that game if you had the money to go to that game. All that's still to come as Outkick rolls along on a Wednesday here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hour number three on this Wednesday, we're coming to you live from the Geico Outkick Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Also brought to you by True Car. When it comes to selling or trading in your car, you need to make good choices. And with True Car, you've got a star on your roster. So when you're ready to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car. True cash offer not available in all areas. Clay's in Mexico. He's back on Monday. He'll be ready to fire. Jeff Schwartz is down in Charlotte. He's with me today. I'm Jason Martin, formerly the executive producer of this show. Jeff's at Jeff Schwartz on Twitter. I'm at jmartzone. The crew out in L.A., W. Arbro with me here in Nashville. We talked a lot about Antonio Brown, and we talked about Manny Machado as well. Signs 10 years, $300 million with the Padres yesterday, the richest free agent contract in the history of North American professional sports. Leaves the... Well, he played for the Orioles and the Dodgers last year, and now he goes to San Diego, a team where many believe the best farm system in Major League Baseball exists. They've got a lot of young talent that we're going to start to see pretty soon, and then you bring in one of the best young players in baseball, a 26-year-old with stats that are eye-popping to say the least, a character. If you want to bring somebody out there that's going to sell tickets... You bring in a Manny Machado. He's not Mike Trout in terms of 
He wants to be out there. He has no problem being a star. And San Diego has not had a legitimate star like that in a long, long time. And he's a guy that can play great defense, a guy that gets on base a lot, a guy that can knock it out of the yard. On paper, it's a lot of money, and a 10-year contract is something that generally does not work. Right. But if you're the Padres... This shows to your fans, it shows to everybody that has stuck with you through a lot of lean years down there, Jeff, that they are committed to trying to do something to make it worth your while to be a Padres fan. Well, this is what I think this is, exactly. Look, you have a young Padres farm system that is going to be ready to go next year. That's what everyone predicts. They have three or four guys ready to play in the major leagues next year. Um, and this signals to everyone, to your young guys, a year early, basically. And, you know, These guys might infiltrate you know, their way up to the big leagues at some point this year, especially in September, the 40-man, um, that we're going to hit the ground running in, 20, in 2020. Like We are going to contend for the NL West, for the NL pennant in 2020 or in 2021. This is a piece to that puzzle, adding Machado in there to add to the young guys. Because you, know, you need typically a veteran to be with the young ballplayers. I mean, if you look in their own division with what the Giants did with, with, a, with a Buster Posey and, and with a Brandon Belt and a Crawford and a Joe Panic and a Pablo Sandoval – and all the young pitchers they had that all came up through the system. They also added a Hunter Pence and Aubrey Huff, uh, Aaron Rowan. Who, I don't think he even was there when they won, but they they brought in these these older ish veteran players to help kind of mold themselves and you know, help the young players learn how to play the game. So I, I think that that um, it's a it's a good move for the Padres just from a baseball angle, and, and obviously paying us on our money. I don't care how much if they spend on, on a player, but it'll definitely. Get the fans involved early on. I think that as the Padres season maybe fizzles out uh, in the summer, we won't have as much fan support. But it's really for next year. Get him in the building now and signal to everyone in the, in, in the franchise, 2020 is the year when we start making this push to win a championship. Colin Cowherd said something that I found really interesting on his show yesterday. We pulled that. We played it in the first hour about why this makes sense for the Padres to do if indeed you believe that it does even if it's not going to translate to a lot of wins certainly not this year according to Las Vegas it's still something that matters here's what Colin Cowherd had to say on the herd yesterday he's not going to change the standings he's going to change the stands yes he'll put more people in the seats and that's where you can validate this just strictly on commerce and the Padres by the way have four of the top 30 minor league prospects in baseball. Eric Cosmer, they got some players. Will Myers. So it makes sense financially, although I would never in a million years sign anybody to a 10-year contract. I think it's insane. Yeah, 10 years, that's the part of this that that I think has the most debate. Like $300 million seems to be a lot, but it's $30 million per season, which I think makes Manny Machado the seventh highest paid annual player in baseball. There are other guys that are making more on an annual basis than he is. The length of the contract, it looks like the White Sox wanted to offer eight for 250 If he were able to stay healthy through the length of the deal, it would turn out to be around $340 million. Yeah. He decides he's going to go to the Padres, Jeff, mainly because it's guaranteed money. Well, guaranteed money obviously is huge. Is uh, fantastic. Um, and I, I definitely could see this... Obviously, not working. I mean, I think with all that money, but 
the Padres roster is not aligned with a bunch of these guys. And so I think that the 10 year contract, while obviously a lot of money, um, I, I'm okay with it, I guess. I mean, if you're, if you're going all in with just one player like this and not signing three or four of these guys, then yeah, I think, I think it's, it, it's okay to spend the money on, on a special player like, this, especially a young player. Um, who, you know, he might not give you value in the back end of this deal, but on the front end, you're going to get a lot from, from Machado. And so I'm, I'm okay with spending the money. I think, you know, 10 years is probably a lot, but you know, for you to land someone with the, the average salary per year that he wants, it's going to have to be a, a big, a big contract. One thing that's really interesting, we were talking about the Padres and lean years and just trying to show your fans, look, we're committed. Showing your young players, look, we're committed. Stick around. We want to win games. We want to win championships. Machado started in the 2018 All-Star game. The last Padres position player to do that was Tony Gwynn in 1998. Yeah. It has been 21 years since a Padres started in the All-Star game in the field. Now, Will Myers had a DH start in 2016 when it was actually in San Diego when it was a whole a hometown start he was a DH in that game yeah but the Padres just have not been anything of note really at all for such a long period of time I don't know how much interesting I think you make a really good point I think by the time we get to August we're not really paying attention to this but Manny Machado cashes in and Manny Machado knows this is more of a long deal as well he knows that the team could be better in a couple of years and he becomes a celebrity he becomes a star for that team that has not had one in so long. So it's going to be fascinating. And then you look at, well, Bryce Harper's the next, pretty much the final huge domino that needs to fall here. And if Machado gets 10 for 300, what is Bryce Harper going to get? And we assume it seems right now like it's going to come from the Philadelphia Phillies and they're going to pay, what, $330 million? I've seen some people say they're going to give 10 for 350 for Bryce Harper. Harper's going to cash in. He got kind of his – he gets a baseline out of this. It's similar in some ways, not not identical, but once the Aaron Donald deal happened, then you had the Khalil Mack situation. It's like once somebody out there gets paid a certain amount of money, the next guy's going to get what he's supposed to get. And similar to those deals, they happen relatively close together. Here, Machado gets just huge money and a lot of it guaranteed – and so now the Phillies are probably going to have to say if it's the Phillies, and that's that's pretty much where the estimation is. Yeah. All right, we'll give you three to five million dollars more than Machado is getting per season, and we'll get you to this number. And I would bet you they'll also say, well, you know, Juan Carlos Stanton had what three hundred twenty-five million dollars, I think it was. We'll make sure that we're ahead of that one as well, so you have the richest contract in the history of baseball. Uh, yeah, that's what it feels like. I mean, look, Harper is probably a better player. Then Machado, um, I'm not mm. caught up on my on my WAR statistics for last last couple of years, but I think people would view him as the better. But I know the Phillies, I believe, and if you read the reports, think that actually Machado was their preferred player, um, but they obviously didn't get him. So I think yeah, you have to pay a little bit more for Bryce Harper, uh, which again, I'm not sure it's a terrible thing to do um, to pay more, but. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. Look, I'm. I'm very pro player with paying a bunch of these guys. It it, it doesn't bother me whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, I it, like I said, it sounds a lot more eye popping than it does when you look at it and say, okay, thirty million a season. That's not the highest we've ever seen. It makes him seventh in the league right now. Zach Greinke has the highest, you know, per year at thirty four point four million ever, and Harper probably ends up 
maybe getting more than that as well. I say that deal's we probably by next week that thing is done. Could be, be done, done even be faster done by, than that. Today, yeah. It could, yeah. But I don't know that it necessarily has to at this point. It can be still two or three more days. I'd say it's probably done by the weekend. But maybe it does happen today. I don't know. But good for Manny Machado. He gets paid off and now we'll see whether or not well you don't necessarily need to hustle after you get paid, right? So him saying that hustling was not his cup of tea, now is he going to hustle more or is he going to hustle less? He's not Johnny he just hustle. got paid. Do you, think that, do you think people really, the thing that really bothers people is it does, doesn't it? Of course it does. I mean, we live in a 24-7, 365 day outrage culture where you can take one quote and use that to define someone's entire identity. And it doesn't matter if that quote was 40 years ago or 40 seconds ago. It's something that sometimes you can't escape. So until the very end of Manny Machado's career, regardless of what he does in San Diego, good or bad, he's going to be known more for that quote in some circles than anything else. I think that says more about the society and the culture that cultivates such a thing than anything else. But people are always going to say, yeah, that dude said hustling was not his cup of tea and he gets $300 million. Boy, I wish I could be... You know, mediocre about how I play and just be naturally good, and then make three hundred million. That's that's how people are. So sad that people can be that jealous of professional athletes. I I concur with you as well. Let's take Jimmy in California before we get to break. He has a take on Manny Machado. Jimmy, good morning. Morning. What you got, Jimmy? And he drops. Was he was he a Padres fan or? What was Dodgers fan? I don't know. He wanted to talk about Machado, and he's in California. I bet he's not an Angels fan. No one's. It's only one of those. Uh That's Justin Cooper. I wonder if Jimmy in California was brushing his teeth incorrectly, because when we come back, we'll continue to uh, to talk about Machado just a little bit more and get into the NBA ratings. But one of the most important things we do for our health every day is indeed brushing our teeth. Yet most of us don't do it properly. Enter Quip Q U I P. It's a better electric toothbrush created by dentists and designers designed to make brushing your teeth more simple, more affordable, and certainly more enjoyable, if you can believe that. Sensitive sonic vibrations that are gentle enough even on the most sensitive gums. People are out here brushing too hard. There's a lot of electric toothbrushes to choose from. Most of them are too abrasive. Quip has a built-in two-minute timer. It pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides. That helps guide you to a full and even clean. Up to 90% of Americans do not brush for a full two minutes. They don't clean evenly. This thing's got everything that you need, including if you're going to travel, it doesn't matter because this thing runs for three months on one single charge. So you don't have to pack that charger for your vacation. This thing's going to get you through. Brush heads automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just five bucks. It's just five bucks. It's a couple of hamburgers. And you'll get your brush heads sent to you. Three out of four Americans using bristles that are old, worn out, and ineffective. Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association. Thousands of verified five-star reviews. That's why we at OutKick love Quip. They're backed by over 20,000 dental professionals. Starts at just $25. Go to GetQuip, that's Q-U-I-P dot com slash clay right now, and we'll get your first refill pack for you for free with the purchase of a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free. Get Quip, G-E-T-Q-U-I-P slash Clay. NBA ratings. 
Is it a problem? We'll talk about it next. Outkick the coverage, Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their goodyear test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Welcome back to the Geico Outkick Studios. We're brought to you by TrueCar. When it comes to selling or trading in your car, you need to make good choices. And with TrueCar, you've got a star on your roster. So when you're ready to sell or trade in your car, check out TrueCar. True cash offer not available in all areas. Outkick the coverage. Wednesday edition rolling right along here on Fox Sports Radio. Anywhere in the country, foxsportsradio.com. The iHeartRadio app, 24-7, 365 via the Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis podcast. Just go ahead and search it, just like I said it. Outkick the Coverage. With Clay Travis, also I'll kick the show. You'll get the full archive. You'll get all the content. You can consume this show however, whenever you want it. We appreciate it. However you do choose to listen to us. Jeff Schwartz is down in Charlotte. He played in the NFL for eight years on the offensive line. I'm Jason Martin. I did not play in the NFL, uh, but I'm in Nashville. I'm at Jmart Zone. He's at Jeff Schwartz on Twitter. So John Orand and John Lombardo at Sports Business Daily put out an article, and they put out a few articles about the NBA ratings this season. And Awful Announcing has also talked about this. National ratings uh, overall down 18% on TNT. NBA TV down 17%. ABC's only down 3 and ESPN is basically flat. But it's enough to be called a significant ratings decline regionally and nationally. Now, if you look at regionally, some of the the local stuff, the Fox Sports Southwests, for example, or the yeah. NBC Sports Bostons and things like that, a lot of them are down. Now, there's a couple of situations, Jeff, where that's not true. Like, the Nuggets are good this year. They're up like 85% on what's called the Altitude Network. And the Mavericks, because of Luka Doncic, are up 73% this year. But the Knicks down 41% on MSG. Chicago down 36% on NBC Sports Chicago. I mentioned Boston. They're down 27%. And Cleveland, where LeBron James existed a year ago and yeah. doesn't anymore, they're down 56% to last year. Bottom of the league is the Orlando Magic, who are at a .4, .4 rating, which is the lowest in 13 years for them. Even the Spurs have dropped 34% on their Fox affiliate as well. So the question is, what's the reasoning here? Is it parity? We didn't really get into this too much but Adam Silver basically said that parody is an overblown narrative that people use to try and excuse not watching the NBA, crediting seven different franchises that have won NBA titles in the last 11 years, which is something that you might not have thought about because everybody thinks of Warriors fatigue. But Warriors fatigue still feels real. I continue to point to this, and you tell me whether or not you're with me on this, and this isn't my germane comment. Many people have said this. LeBron James moving to the West hurts really bad because for so long we got LeBron James in the first game of a doubleheader. Whether or not it was on ESPN or TNT or or wherever it was, you got that and then you would stick around for the Western Conference matchup after some of the time. Now, a lot of people aren't staying up to even get to see LeBron playing. Now he's also been banged up and he was injured for you know a decent stretch of time right before the All-Star break as well with the groin injury. But him playing in the West and him moving to the West, people just have not been interested in the Eastern teams, despite the fact that there are some to watch. You add LeBron to the West in a league that already feels like it's Golden State's again, and I think you have the recipe for what you're getting. Not to mention, you're not going to miss anything, because if there's some great chase-down block or some great dunk or some amazing shot from Steph Curry from 35 feet, you're going to see that pop up on Twitter in an eight-second clip and you don't necessarily sit there and watch two or three hours. Me, I love the NBA, and I don't watch most of the games. What I do is I DVR inside the NBA 
and I listened to those discussions, and I watched the bigger name games and some of the star makers, and then of course when we get to the playoffs, I watch it all. But I can't lie, this year I've tuned out out of most most of the regular season, and it would seem based on these numbers. We had Chris Mannix on yesterday, and he said, look, the NBA's not worried about their ratings. Maybe they're not, but they are significant enough that we've seen multiple articles written pretty much since November saying, yeah, the NBA numbers are not very good right now. And what's really funny about that, too, is is that if the NFL ratings were down like this, and they have been at certain times the last couple of years, there'd be like there'd be like like APBs out on Twitter about talking about you know the ratings being down. But yeah. NBA just no one cares whatsoever really about the ratings being down. I do think, and I think Clay mentioned this when LeBron went to Los Angeles that it would hurt ratings because, like you mentioned, you know the you play the East Coast game and then the Warriors are on at ten thirty. The Lakers really aren't very exciting to watch. I mean, there's not like the Warriors have a draw with the style of, of basketball they play with all the points they put up. The draw is just LeBron, and he's been out for a little bit this year with his groin injury as well. I mean, when he's played, the Lakers have been good. When he's been out, obviously, they've struggled. So there's just not the draw to LeBron anymore, I think, as there was. Plus, the games are later uh, at night. I, I don't think it has anything to do with, with parity. Now, I don't know why... They make up this parry thing. I, I, don't, I don't. The Warriors are clear favorites to win again. I, I don't know why we pretend there's parity in the NBA because there's really not. No, there's not, and it's a league that generally hasn't had it. Now, Adam Silver arguing that for the first sixty years of the NBA, three franchises basically, the Bulls, the Celtics, and the Lakers won sixty percent of the championships, and now you've had seven different franchises win in the last 11 years and 13 out of the 15 teams in each conference at least making the conference final since 2000 yeah there might be a little bit more parity than there used to be but he continues to say well the patriots are winning all the time and that's not changing anything for the super bowl that's not changing anything for the nfl although the super bowl ratings weren't very good this year and people were pointing to a patriots fatigue as to some of that the warriors fatigue is real though like to say that it's not is absurd like, why are we watching? I, t- I said yesterday, Jeff, that if there's some middling SEC football game where I don't have a dog in the fight, sometimes it's hard for me to sit down and watch that game start to finish because I know it's going to have no relevance on anything except who gets into an exhibition bowl game that I'm not going to care about anyway. Now, if I'm a alumni at one of those schools, then that makes it different. But if I think that the Warriors are going to go ahead and win the NBA championship, then It has to be something to draw me in, like hard scoring streak or gambling. Absolutely right. And I think that we're just, and that's probably why a lot of people would watch any of these things. But you talk about the East. The East has some stars. They have more stars than they've had in recent years on some other teams, but it doesn't matter. With all due respect to Joel Embiid, people aren't coming out of the woodwork to watch the Sixers in that first game before you get to whatever it is Rockets and Warriors or Lakers and Warriors or Blazers and Lakers or whatever it is in that later time slot in the nights. And I think that many, look, you look at the regional numbers, the ones where it's not based on the national, where you're watching these local affiliates. I think a lot of people just have tuned out on their teams because they don't think they have a chance because of the Warriors. Probably. I think that's fair. Um, From a national scene, I'm I'm in Charlotte. I don't want to watch the Hornets. It's not a great example for me. Um, I wonder. Do you think style of play in the NBA for a lot of these teams has really thrown, is really you know, like you know? Do people want to watch James Harden 
just dribble in one spot and shoot the ball? Do they want to watch Russell Westbrook? And, well, I'll say Paul George has played fantastic this year. And look, what, what Westbrook and Harden have done offensively is, is wonderful, right? We understand that. But do you think style of play has turned people off? Sure. I mean, it certainly turned me off even on college basketball. Uh, last year in the NCAA tournament, all I saw was threes over and over and over again. Even when they're missed, it was just nothing but threes. And we just went through an all-star game with over 163-point shots taken in it. That's what the game has become. <laughs> Funny you mentioned threes because I'm literally in the in the breaks. I'm doing research for uh, my gambling show that I got to film after this, uh, and I'm doing. I'm talking about a game tonight, Louisville and Syracuse, and I'm my my entire analyst uh, analysis, I should say, is on the three points, three point shooting because Syracuse is terrible at defending them, and so I just looked up a bunch of college stats on like who attempts the most threes and and whatnot. Um, uh, how about this? Savannah State averages uh, 39 three pointers a game. That's but, not a stat that I would have known. Now, Syracuse Villano- not being able okay. to defend them. I'm sure they see a lot of them as well playing Villanova is – you know what's weird about, about like stats sometimes is they can be like super misleading. So, like, for example, Syracuse defensively is actually defending the three. Not bad. They're like 40 – I think I did 45th, something like that. But they allow 40% of points at home for coming from a three-pointer. So, which is a 339th in the country. It's very, it's weird, right? You think if they're good at defending threes, then why do they allow so many points? I guess a lot of teams shoot threes against them because of their zone. But yeah, the, like Villanova, for example, is the one team up here that we know they're fourth. They average, they average 33 pointers a game. Yeah. yeah. And they make, I mean, they make a decent clip make, of yeah. them as well. That's how they won the and championship they have. Year, yeah. yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's, that's what's, that's what basketball has become. That's why. As much as you might like to watch Steph Curry, every time I watch him, I just think, well, we're destroying basketball by the day more and more because kids are going to start shooting from 40 feet. And the problem is, yeah. Steph Curry, there's only one of them. And, <laughs> and trying to be that's a problem. Uh, we were there the other night. Uh, my agent had come in town uh, for the NBA All-Star Weekend. We're sitting at dinner with uh, her and her husband, my wife and I. And my wife knows zero about sports, like nothing about sports. So we're talking about, about NBA and like Steph Curry, and she's like, I, I, don't know, I, don't know, I don't know who he is. So I was trying to explain to her like what what Steph Curry like means to the NBA. And uh, it was it was a very interesting conversation. She just kind of stared blankly at me. <laughs> So what did you say about it, what he means to the well, NBA? Well, I, I said, I said, I said, you know, mo- most people put him down as the best shooter of all time. He's exciting to watch, but also what makes him appeal to to most people is that he is is average stature, right? He's like he could, you could imagine yourself if you're just a little taller than average, being Steph Curry on a basketball court, and that's what I basically I told her about what his appeal to um, why people like him so much. I mean, he missed eleven games with injury. That, that that hasn't helped the ratings. But generally speaking, I just I think there is something to be said for the fact that you feel like you're watching a league where one team is going to win, and you knew it before they ever started playing any basketball. Right, we which still is watch why all football. the free agent talk is so much. I, yeah, I mean that's and very. Clemson true. Alabama are going to be back in the same game next year. As much as much I like my Oregon Ducks, we're not beating one of those two teams in the playoff. You heard it here first. Let's go to Eddie Garcia one more time. Let's find out what happened last night. <laughs> In the world of sports, Oregon is not going to be your national champion. Eddie, take it away. 
Let's start off with news from Major League Baseball, where the San Diego Padres have agreed on a 10-year, $300 million deal with third baseman Manny Machado. It's the biggest free agent contract in American sports history. Machado's 26. He's a four-time All-Star and a two-time Gold Glove winner. NFL news, Pittsburgh Steelers owner Art Rooney II and Antonio Brown met on Tuesday with the team reportedly agreeing to work on trading the star wide receiver. Brown tweeted out that he and the team have, quote, agreed that it is time to move on. End quote. Some college basketball. Number four, Kentucky wins at Missouri 66-58, while fifth-ranked Tennessee down Vanderbilt 58-46. Battle of ranked teams. Number 25, Maryland wins at number 21, Iowa 66-65. And Baylor knocks off number 19, Iowa State on the road 73-69. Also wins for number 15, Purdue, number 16, Florida State, and number 25, Buffalo. In the NHL, the Blues get by the Maple Leafs 3-2 in overtime. St. Louis has now won a franchise record 11 straight games. This support brought to you by True car online car shopping can be confusing but not anymore with true price from true car now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car so visit true car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience we'll be back to outkick the coverage in 10 seconds but first a word from farmers from a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joy ride we've covered it talk to farmers we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two we are farmers bum, 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 bum. underwritten by farmers truck fire insurance exchanges and affiliates products not available in every state now back to Jason Martin and Jeff Schwartz in the Geico Outkick the Coverage Studios. Coming to you live from the Geico Outkick Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Jeff and Jason in for Clay. He's back on Monday. UNC Duke is tonight at Cameron Indoor. Uh, a lot of people have come out to see Zion Williamson this year, including LeBron James, Jay-Z, and others. Number one pick, almost assuredly. In the NBA draft, teams actively trying to lose to have a better chance to potentially get him. Well, if you want to see that game tonight between two top ten teams, number nine versus number one, I guess at this point, uh, there's someone that spent over $10,000 on vivid seats to get into that building tonight. $10,652 to be uh, sure there, and then around $2,500 average for the cheapest ticket to see a regular season basketball game between Duke and North Carolina tonight. That is kind of incredible, obviously. There were national title games last year. Yeah. Uh, Villanova-Michigan tickets for $67. And this thing's – somebody paid over ten grand to see this thing. Well, I mean, think about it, it, it is also the, the – this is a tiny arena. I mean, I think it's, it's different if – Yeah, 9,314. I mean, see 9,000 people. If, I think if you had – if it was seen 27,000, you know, whatever. I mean, the Dean Dome, Dean Center, whatever it's called, seats like 24,000. I mean, it's wild. Yeah. So this place – and I still – I mean, I, I'm two hours away. I've never been. I really want to go to a game uh, eventually so at some point at Cameron. Um, it's small, though. I, I might have to get like – I might have to buy two seats. Type of, it, it might be one of those yeah. things, two, a two-seat place. Um, I mean, it's cool. Look, it looks awesome. Um, I think the game tonight's going to be fabulous. Look, I'm not um, – <clears throat> A big college basketball guy outside of kind of I kind of have to follow the Pac-12 conference uh, for my job, uh, which is unfortunate this season for basketball. Um, but I'll watch a little bit of the game tonight. I, you know, I might be flying though. If I'm not flying, I'll watch. I'll tune in to watch this game because of Zion, because the rivalry. Obviously, um, it's a great rivalry game. Always passionate. Nine point spreads. A lot of points in this game. I lead North Carolina. If you're if you're gambling this game, um, they're eight and one um, against a spread. North Carolina is on the road this season. Um, it's uh, pretty impressive. So I think they cover the nine. But Duke is good. 
Uh, Zion's so much fun to watch. The one thing I don't I don't understand about these conversations sometimes about players like Zion and LeBron is they always turn to like, could they be good in football? We never say about football players like, could they be good in basketball? Like we always we always oh what what if Zion played football? How good would he be? I don't who knows he isn't get, no one's hitting him in basketball. How do we know how yeah, good yeah. he's going to be? Until you yeah. get until you play tight end, let's say let's say Zion plays tight end and you go across the middle and you get hit one time. I don't know how you're gonna how you're gonna react. If, if, right, if, I'm a football player. Who's that LeBron? Yeah. Yeah. What did he say there? I'm all right. I'm a football player. Oh, LeBron. I like LeBron, man. But now he's on the now he's on the Lakers. All the drama that he has brought with him all the time. I'm like, ugh. Now I know why people get tired of him. He's trash. It's always it's always drama with him, man. Sorry. So some real interesting stats that uh, W.R. Bro found and, and put in our chat window. Last 175 meetings between North Carolina and Duke, North Carolina scored 13,337 points. Duke has scored 13,335. So two points different. In the last 102 meetings, UNC's 151, Duke has 151. And since 1961, when these teams have met, They've been ranked 75 times. Both of them have been ranked together 75 times since 61. In those games, North Carolina scored 5,874 points. Duke has scored 5,874 points. That is absurd. Like, it's crazy what this game is. And I grew up on Tobacco Road, and, you know, I knew you had to camp outside Cameron Indoor for two days, Duke students missing class just to try and get the free tickets or the, or the comp tickets to get into the building. And I was never able to go to a Carolina Duke game, even when I lived there for over a decade. So it's it's just kind of a thing. I don't know what college basketball means today compared to what it meant in the 90s when I was in high school, especially in that part of the country. Zion Williamson, I'm still curious to know how he's going to play once we actually get to the NBA. Uh, because when we talked to Chris Mannix yesterday, I said, what do you think about Zion? We know he's going to be number one. He's, what, 2,000? He's minus 2,000 right now yeah. to be the number one pick. And we expect that. Duke's going to have three oh. of the top four. Ja Moran and Murray State's wow. the only guy not wearing a Duke uniform that's going in the top four, which is also kind of incredible. Yeah, but Duke, Duke should win the championship this year. We obviously know that that should have, would have, could have, right? It doesn't always happen that way. One and done. With, especially with the way the one and done is. Um, and, uh, and, um, you know, the one thing with Zion, I've heard, I forget who said this, but it does make a little bit of sense. Um, he's going to have to probably trim down a little bit when he gets to the NBA as far as his his uh, his weight. Carrying that weight around, they, they surmise, throughout his career would not be good. Now, I don't know if he really needs to lose weight now, but it'd be interesting to actually see as we go because he's, he's, he's large. Um, I wonder if he does... Get on a you know get you know he'll get a professional chef and a nutritionist and whatnot and if he kind of leans down and gets kind of shredded I'm interested to see if that if that's something he'll 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 be he'll be doing. I just kind of I mean he's a good ball handler he's got decent moves in the post yeah. he doesn't have a great mid range game he's not a three point shooter he seems to be a guy that man if he had come around 15 years ago I mean good lord and now I'm just very curious how he will fit into the NBA. I think he's probably going to be great, and he certainly must watch in a sport that is anything but at this point. I'm, inter- I'm interested to see if he's another bust like all those Duke players that get to the NBA. I don't think he's a bust, but I don't know that he's going to be as transcendent as some people seem to claim he's going to be because it seems like his game has holes in it that you need to you need to be better in in this day and age in the NBA because of the way we talked about the style of play and whether or not that's turned some people off. 
Zion Williamson's style of play is dominant for college because Zion Williamson is just better than everybody else in college. Once you get to the NBA, things change. The speed of the game. Jeff, I saw you talking about if you haven't been on the field or on the sidelines, you have no idea how fast the NFL game is. And I've been lucky enough to be on the sidelines for college football, and it blew me away in the national championship game in back-to-back years, the speed and the violence with which the game is played. Even if you're sitting in great seats, you still just can't get the feel of that. The NBA game and the college game are vastly different in terms of what it requires to be successful. So I think Zion Williamson, I mean, he's certainly going to be box office. He's going to be fun to watch. I just don't know whether or not we've got LeBron James on our hands or whether or not we've got... I don't know, somebody that was very good but not maybe that level, like a Blake Griffin or somebody like that. I don't think we're looking at Anthony Bennett in Zion Williamson, but I think we might be seeing the best of Zion right now in what he's doing in college because he's able to dominate guys that are clearly inferior to him. we got one more segment on the other side. Stick around. Outkick the coverage. Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Final segment wrapping up this Wednesday here on Outkick the Coverage. Hope you're doing well. Jason Martin, Jeff Schwartz in for Clay Travis. Jonas Knox will join me the next two days as we finish up the week. Clay Travis will be back on Monday. He's in Mexico with his family. We are in the Geico Outkick studios. Every time somebody plays bump music at the Beastie Boys I meet, we think, man, I really wish I could have seen them in person. They're definitely near the top of the list of a, a show that you'll never get a chance to see now where... You just wish you had, honestly. And Jeff, you're not a fan of this song. Eh, it's, just, it's all right, I guess. I don't know. Not really. <laughs> Mine a, is Rage. R- Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, I wish I could have. Well, seen I that. told you I saw them. Yeah, that was cool. And Wu Tang, right? Yeah, that was awesome. It was something else. And Charlotte we got I looked it up. Yeah, I, I, it's, I, looked, I looked up the. There's like a review of the show online. It was a Blockbuster Pavilion, I think, at the time. It was. It's Still really said. happy Blockbuster doesn't exist anymore as a company. Couldn't be happier that a company why? doesn't exist. Uh, because I got yeah, why, man? That place there. was lit on Friday, Saturday nights, man. Uh, yeah, I know. I was an assistant manager that got robbed at gunpoint and oh. had my car stolen, oh, and the geez. company did not back me in the subsequent investigation. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, there's a lengthy story there. I've told it on this show before. We don't have time to get into it today, but let's nah, just say I wasn't a big we, fan of that company. We might have time, but sure. I guess maybe we do, but let's go to William in Charlottesville real quick. He has a thought on Zion Williamson. William, what's up? Hey, guys. I was talking about uh, Zion Williamson. I, like, I live in Charlottesville area. Uh, I went to the Duke-Virginia game. Yeah. I watched I watch a lot of Duke games, and... Um, I mean, the guy, he, I, I kind of agree with Jason. I, he would be a bust, man. I mean, he, he virtually has no jump shot. It doesn't exist. Like, unless he's, unless he's going strong and elevating to the, to the rim, I, he just doesn't have much game. And if you look back at the Virginia Duke game at Virginia, I mean, Virginia's defense, I mean, they took him out of the game completely. I mean, he was, he was useless. He didn't do much at all. Um, so I don't know. I don't. I don't know if he's going to make much of an NBA player today. But like you said, twenty years ago, agree, he'd have been God. Yeah, sure. and I, th- I think that I think that a lot of and it seems like most of the people saying nice things about Zion right now are guys that have either been in the league for a long time, like a LeBron James, or some of the veterans who look at him and think about their time playing. Now I don't think he's going to be a bust. I, that's not the word that I'm using. I'm just saying we're not. I don't think we're looking at LeBron James again here. 
I think we're looking at maybe a Blake Griffin kind of. Exactly. I think we're looking more like a Blake Griffin kind of player. What did Blake Griffin do when he was in college? He dunked the ball a lot. What did he do when he was in L.A.? Well, he dunked the ball a lot, and then he started to develop a bit of a mid-range jumper. Now, if Zion Williamson is able to do the same thing, and all of a sudden he's got a mid-range game, then you got something. Because he does have all the physical tools that you want, and he can be dominant on the inside. But without being able to step out and shoot the ball from 20 feet in this NBA, you're almost a dinosaur. And so that's why I'm saying I think it's going to be curious to see. I don't know that Zion Williamson is the piece that wins you a title as the number one guy. I, that There are very few guys that can do that. I, I don't know. I don't know enough about him. All I know is every time I watch him, I see him do a lot of very physical things, dunking the basketball, which in the NBA, that's not as – it's just it's not necessarily going to do for you what uh, somebody else that's more versatile would be able to do. Well, one player in the NBA doesn't really win you a championship anyway. You have to have multiple Hall of Famers yeah, normally win right. a championship. So he he's part of the equation now. If you ended up with a scenario where you get like Kyrie Durant and Zion Williamson, then yeah, then you're in business. If you're the next, of course, I think that's very far fetched. Um, but but. Uh, I think this is why I think Zion, and this is, I forget who said this about losing the weight. I think if he lost maybe 15 pounds, he'd better be better suited for the NBA today. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think he'll be a bust. I think he's too talented to be a bust. I think he I can agree. learn. I think nowadays, you guys learn how to shoot. We see guys like Brooke Lopez who attempt multiple three pointers a game. Now, I think Zion will learn how to shoot. And I think he'll be fine. Duke, Carolina tonight. That's going to be sort of the marquee deal. We'll be talking about that tomorrow here on this very program. Jeff, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the time with your wife. I will. Uh, we'll keep grinding, and I'm sure we'll uh, we'll join each other again on this show down the road. Always cool to have you with me. Glad to be here, man. Have a good week, everybody. All right, Jonas Knox will join me the next couple of days. NBA season kicks back into gear tomorrow. We'll be ready for it here on OutKick. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast! podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at first first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.